episode 466 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you as always. That guy over there is Josh Langford. Hello. And I'm Glenn Percival. How's it going, everybody? Uh, pretty interesting show this week because we're going to have something to talk about as a follow-up to last week. Our timing is always just so impeccable <laughs> when we talk about stuff. Uh, so we've got some new releases, a uh, few news items, what we're playing and watching around PS Nation, and then uh, Destiny Dave, or maybe Division Dave... Uh, Dave's here to review The Division with us. We'll talk uh, some MGC really quick, a couple of emails, and we'll get the heck out of here. So it doesn't sound like much, but I have a feeling we're going to talk quite a while about a couple things. First off, before Josh gets to his thing, get the house cleaning out of the way right away. We like to clean things up right away so it's not dusty. Uh, If you want to reach us, a lot of different ways you can do that. Obviously, the hub of all things PlayStation Nation is over at psnation.com. You can uh, go over to the website, check out the reviews, all the news items we've got put up there. Uh, You can hit the forums button, go check out the forums, talk to everybody, get some good conversations going. Uh, Or you can go to that directly by going to psnation.com slash forums. Uh, You can find the Contact Us section on the left side of the front page, and that's... uh, Got a little button there you can press if you want to shoot us an email that way. It just lets you fill out a form really quick and send us an email. Uh, you can find our Twitter accounts on there. You can find our PSN accounts. You can find our Skype name, which is WDT-Torgo, if you want to leave a voicemail for us. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter. Uh, Josh is at PJFJosh. You can find me at Torgo PSN and our main account at PSNation. Uh, you can also shoot us an email directly if you want to podcast at psnation.com. Uh, don't forget to check out the Facebook page that we have at facebook.com slash psnation page. You can like us there so we get all that virtual internet money for all the likes we have on our page. Uh, if you like streaming your podcast, you can check us out on TuneIn Radio and uh, over at stitcher.com or on the Stitcher app. Uh, go to the video game section, you'll find us there. Obviously, you can find us on iTunes and all the other locations for where you find podcasts. Uh, I think we're pretty much everywhere now. Uh, if I forgot one, though, let us know. We can get ourselves added. Uh, don't forget our podcast network over at VGEVO.com. And obviously, if you're coming to Midwest Gaming Classic this year, you can hang out with us down in the VGEVO room downstairs in the main building. And uh, last but not least, the way that we pay the bills. We don't ask for any money via Patreon or anything else. Uh, we have all these affiliate links up for different stores. So if you go to psnation.com, look on the left side of the front page there, you'll see store affiliate links. We've got a ton of them. We've got like Best Buy, we've got GameStop, we've got Amazon in seven different countries. Uh, we've got Barnes & Noble, uh, we've all kinds of stuff. So if you click on the, on the link to go to that store, buy whatever you buy, we get a little piece of the action that helps us pay for our, our bills for like our web hosting and our podcast file hosting and our administrative uh, guys and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it doesn't change the way the store acts for you. It's the same prices. It's the same look, everything. It's just we get a little referral bonus for sending you over to those websites. Uh, so, you know, when you know we're recording on uh, Monday, March 14th, the PlayStation VR, uh, like, I don't even know what they're calling it, like event or whatever at GDC, is tomorrow on the 15th. Uh, we're pretty sure that they're going to be announcing the PlayStation VR details and price and release date, everything. Uh, so when all that sweet stuff comes out and you want to pre-order PSVR, please use one of those affiliate links because that helps us a ton. Yes. 
you would not believe how much that helps us. And we've got E3 coming up, and we're planning on taking six people again, and that shit ain't cheap. <laughs> so, yeah. just saying. If you want to help us out, that's the best way to do it. But that's it for me, I think. That's all my stuff. All right. Yeah. New releases. Cool. All PlayStation 4 this week. Oh, the other two systems are dead. Yep. So we have Sebastian Loeb Rally Evo. Hmm. That is $59.99. All right. The day one edition exclusive content includes the legendary Pikes Peak 88 racetrack. Uh, Suzuki Escudo PP. PP. Uh, <laughs> and the Peugeot 405 T16 88 PP. <laughs> yeah, it's a realistic simulator with rallies and racing circuits around the world, realis- realistic physics, iconic cars, weather and lighting. Impossible to control. Hmm. Eight rallies, 64 stages, five rally crosses, over 16 car manufacturers with 60-plus vehicle models. Wow, cool. The Sebastian Loeb Experience, which is an exclusive story game mode where players drive in the suit of the champion himself and in races across the span of his entire career. Ooh. Yeah. So, excitement. Yeah. Uh, this next one I've never heard of, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, actually, that looks kind of fun. It's called Track Mania Turbo. Okay. It's from Ubisoft, and it is $39.99. Um, yeah. Well, you watch the trailer. We have, we have to rely on you to tell us what it is. Yeah. So it looks like you're in F1 cars and you're riding all these crazy loops and hills and twists and turns, almost like Hot Wheels in F1 cars Okay. in a more realistic environment, but with Hot Wheels type tracks with twisting and turning and looping and all kinds of crazy shit going on. Hmm. Um. So what it says on Amazon, f- four environments, four different gameplays, yeah. Um, defy gravity, race indoors, jump through hills, or drift your way through narrow tracks. Hmm. Yeah, actually, there are some other cars, but the the main thing they were showing off in the trailer were, were the F1 cars. Um, test your skills, win medals, unlock up to 200 unique tracks over five difficulty levels, progress in worldwide rankings, double driver, uh, fun and innovative twist on multiplayer, team up with a friend and coordinate to control the speed and direction of the same car. Okay. So I guess one has speed, one has direction. Uh, and a track builder, which is pretty cool. Ah. That can be shared with other players in the community. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, and the funny thing is, you know, the whole beginning of the trailer is all the the CG pre-rendered, you know, and it looks amazing, and the way the cars are moving looks really cool, and then you could see suddenly you were seeing some actual gameplay, and they didn't seem to move quite as cool as they looked. Oh, okay. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the pre-rendered stuff, uh, but it still looks decent. I mean, it doesn't look like a like a big time 
you know, $60 game. That's why it's 40 bucks. Um, Jeez, one track I'm looking at almost looks like it's in Wipeout. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing of it. They have some really crazy... I mean, one looks like you're on a roller coaster, on the underside of a roller coaster that has been laid down with like a mesh track type thing that you're riding on. Sure. It looks just crazy. So... Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know how good it's going to be, but... Yeah. yeah. So, there's that. Yeah. Uh, for 40 bucks, And then Republic. Republic. Uh, the developers all say it's Republic. <laughs> I pl- that's the one I played at E3. Republic Q. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Republic. Uh, this... I believe it was a Steam game. It was a PC game. It was actually on the iPad. Oh, it was on the iPad. Yeah, That's it was, where it was. It was a mobile okay. game first, and then... That's where it was. They brought it over to console, uh, or I think it, it might just be PS4. I don't know if it's Xbox It's just PS4. Yeah, yeah, they're just just bringing it to PS4. It was five different chapters, five episodes, initially. They've put all five episodes together. They've made tweaks to it. They've fixed all the bugs they can. Yeah. Uh, they've made some very console specific controls for it just for the PS4. Cause it's only for the PS4. Um, and they've done a ton of work on it to, to make it very, it's an interesting um, game because you're like, you're controlling everything. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you can almost, it's almost like a metal gear solid game to a certain extent. Um, because like, I remember the demo I played, this character was stuck in like a prison cell Mm -hmm. and all you can see is the different cameras that are set up all throughout the level. You can take control of those cameras and then you can point the camera at like a door and activate the door or you can't actually control the character directly. So you have to kind of guide the character through and, and tell them like, uh, get behind cover. There's somebody coming, and and you can see like the vision cones of of the different uh, uh, enemies on the screen. You can see the vision cones on like the radar, and so it's it's very Metal Gear Solid ish. But you're not controlling Snake. You're controlling the environment, and you're controlling things in the environment with the cameras. Yeah, and that's the whole thing of it. It's it's this futuristic dystopia. This government that runs everything, and this woman who is trying to escape. And you are seeing what's going on there. And yeah, you can help influence things and kind of guide her in a way by helping her through. Yeah. With all that stuff. And it is not an easy game. They'll tell you flat out. It is not an easy game. It's meant to be easy. Um, I played it for a good 20, 25 minutes at E3 and and it was compelling. I mean, it, it was, you you really have to think things through, and and sometimes you don't have a lot of time, and uh, you have to figure a lot of this stuff out. But uh, it, it's it's a different concept, and it's nice to see something a little more unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only twenty five bucks, so I'm I'm interested to see what the review is going to be like. Because we've got it for review already, but oh, it was heard. on PC. Yeah, oh, it was okay. I don't. Yeah, I didn't know about that. PC and mobile. So okay. I was right there. It okay. was PC. All right. I was only um, told iPad. So and Android. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So that is coming. All right. And that's it. Not very much. Nope. People can catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, uh, as a follow-up to last week, apparently PlayStation listens to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sony is listening. Yeah, because uh, uh, today <clears throat> Sony announced that PlayStation View is going to expand nationwide. So it's going to be available in 200 and some mark, 203 television markets. Uh, but basically, they're changing the price to these what they call slim packages. So the big difference is that in a lot of markets that haven't been previously covered by View, they don't have local networks available yet. So they don't have your local live channels for CBS, NBC, Fox, and ABC. So the price is actually a little bit less than it has been in the past. It's $10 lower right. for each tier. And this is the thing. that This is what Apple TV has been having problems with. Apple or Apple themselves have been trying to do this for a long time, and they're running into this exact same problem. Right. Everybody runs into this problem with the local networks. Uh, Sony was able to do those initial... Uh, those initial markets, because they were able to get those markets, the local stations are typically owned by um, the actual broadcast networks. Right. So New York, LA, Chicago, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, Miami. So those seven markets, they get your local ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, I would assume. Um, you get them live, but you're also paying $10 more. Right. And that price is not going to change. They did lower the price, you know, a week ago. We talked about that, but it's right. still going to be $10 more than this light package. The light package will have all the other channels. It will have the local Fox Sports affiliates or the Comcast Sports affiliates, depending on where you live. Um, and it will be $10 cheaper for each package than it would be for all the other packages. So that's and that was something we had to cl clearly our writers were having trouble grasping this whole thing <laughs> uh all day today and I didn't want to get into it I just thought you know we'll talk about it on the podcast and well, cuz I, I don't need to, so they're still confused I wasn't going to sit there I was working I wasn't going to go in there and write a whole thing up to explain all this I mean all they had to do was go read it <laughs> It's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of information out there that explains it all. Um, the cool thing, and I don't know if we got too much into it last week, we talked a little bit about it, but the really cool thing with PlayStation View is there's no contract to sign. There's no nothing. You can get it for a month and then drop it. Right. And you can pay for it month to month, basically. So... You know, you try it out. They they do still have a, a free trial, I think, like ten day trial. I think it's I believe, seven or seven day trial, yeah. whatever it is. But you can at least try it out for a week and and see how it works. Uh, the one thing, and and I saw, I don't know if it was our guys or I saw it somewhere else, <clears throat> where people were saying, "Well, it's not available on PSTV. What a waste!" You know. <laughs> You don't want it on PSTV. It doesn't work that well on PS3. Well, have you tried it recently? No, I haven't. Okay, because we should see if we maybe should. they've updated it a little bit or something or, you know. Yeah, so I would need to get it for a month or whatever and try it out. But at least initially, 
It worked well on PS4, but it was really problematic on PS3. Right. I can't imagine how bad it would be on PS TV where it's a much, the system is not anywhere near up to <laughs> what a PS three is, let alone a PS four, you know? Yeah. Um, but cool- it also works on Amazon fire TV devices, yeah. including the stick, which are really cheap. Yeah. That's what I was going to get into the Amazon fire TV, the fire TV stick, uh, iPad and iPhone, uh, because there's a PlayStation View mobile app, which I downloaded because I was like, I'm going to get this eventually. So I'm just going to download it all now. Although I heard some of the channels don't work on the app, on the iOS app. Uh, I don't know about that. It's I saw somebody I'd complaining to test. about that today. So I'd have to test that. Um, but also with the iPad and iPhone app, they work with Google Chromecast. Oh, so, they do? Yeah. Okay. So you could sit there, if if you don't have a PS4 or a PS3, you can just use your iPad and cast it to the TV. Okay. So you can do it that way if you had to, Uh, which is a nice option for people who are like, well, I don't want to go buy a PS4. It's crazy. (laughs) Well, Um, yeah. There's a way around it. I still find it fascinating that they don't support Android right now and... Even though every, if you buy a Sony phone or a Sony tablet, they all run Android. Yeah, but that's so weird. Totally different divisions. But still, it just doesn't make a lot totally of sense. Totally different divisions. So clearly, the the get the Disney Group get of the Disney channels, ABC, ESPN, and all that were the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And when they finally got that in place for at least the seven, uh, the seven initial markets, that they were able to also tie that in and say, okay, look, since we can't get the proper live TV for all these other markets, we at least have deals in place with all these networks that we can do next day access on, right. on the content. Um and for those in Wisconsin, Big Ten Network is on here. I just looked. <clears throat> but you have to have either the middle or the high package. It's not in the, in the slim package. So yeah. then you get all the Badger games. So now the interesting thing is CBS is actually not going to be available right at launch. Right. And it's coming to select TV markets at a later date. So apparently they had a problem with CBS. Um, Which, I mean, you- I hate to say it, but the nice thing is for cable cutters... Hulu can fill a lot of these gaps in. Yeah, exactly. And that's I mean, it's my sucks. plan is that's money. what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, when our cable contract runs out in like September, I think it is. I'm dropping the whole TV side of it, keeping the internet, obviously. Yeah. My price on the internet will go up 10 bucks because I've dropped the TV. Um, which is funny because I went in just to see, you know, what everything was and I'm looking and it shows you are using X gigs per month. You should upgrade to a higher speed. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the, the jigs I'm using, the jigs is so much. Oh, the jigs is so much that I'm using. When I saw it, I was like, my jaw dropped. I was like, seriously? Holy crap. (laughs) Should I say it? I'll say it. 
It was oh it was around 170 gigs a month. My God, man! <laughs> so I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, it said your internet usage is high. You should think about upgrading to a higher speed. <laughs> yeah, let me think about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I'll be paying just for the internet from FiOS, and then I'll be doing PlayStation View, probably the middle tier, I think. Um, yeah, the middle tier is actually pretty beefy. Yeah, I mean, the upper tier here in New York, it's only going to get me some Fox Sports channels, which I don't watch right now, because yeah. they're mostly college things, um, and the Yes Network, which is pretty much just the Yankees, mm. so I don't give a shit. Like, the, 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 one, the channels that I give a shit about, MSG, uh, and maybe Sports New York... They're not on there because uh, MSG is the MSG network. That's where the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils are. Right. And that's the one that's owned by, um, uh, what's their face? Cablevision. Yeah. So they're never going to put that on there. That um, still cracks me up. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to do that. I have my NHL package. I'll have my uh, baseball package. I'm I'm good. That's... That's all I need. I, I always had the NHL and the baseball package because that was the only way I could watch my Philly sports. Yeah. So that's that's no change there. But my the PlayStation View plus just the internet plus Hulu plus 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 mm-hmm. uh, is going to be, I think, almost $100 cheaper. Wow. Or something along those lines. Um, than what I was paying. I think. I, I, I don't know. I have to look at it again. But whatever it was, it was significant. And I was like, I I might have to do it. And I <laughs> I talked to Lou about it. She's like, is it cheaper? Yeah. Uh, then do it. <laughs> She's like, I don't care. Just do it. Nice. So, you know, it's going to be a whole relearning process. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. For her and everything. I I was still having trouble wrapping my head around some of it because... While it's it's somewhat intuitive, I had some issues with the way the program guide worked and with the way switching channels worked and everything. It it was not always the easiest thing to do. Sure. Um, it, it was nice that you could set up some favorites and do things like that, but it wasn't always simple. I I do need to try it again, so I'll try it this week. Um, I'll I'll do something and I'll. I'll get it set up again this week and see how it see how it looks now and see how it works with the iOS devices and with the Chromecast because I have one and in how the it living works with the room PS3. and how it works with the PS3, how it works with the PS4. Um, trying it on a PS4 on one TV and a PS3 on another TV at the same time. You right. know, I'll try to run through all the different scenarios and see see how it goes. Um, in one house with good internet. I mean, yeah, I have really good internet. So you have to take that into account. Like sure. my my experience might not be the same as other people's necessarily. But I mean, this is fantastic. They've actually, you know, they did it. It's it's out there now for the whole country, basically, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, the cloud DVR thing, it's cool. Uh, 
you can really, you can save thousands of hours of programming, which is amazing. But I think it only saves it for 30 days and then it's gone. Which when you have kids, it's not great. Because yeah. your kid wants to see he, the, you know, there's he wants to see this Thomas, this specific Thomas, or this specific Team Umizumi, you know, and it's like shit. <laughs> but I talked, I actually talked to him about it. I said we might be getting different TV stuff, but it's okay. All your channels, all your Nickelodeon channels are there, so you're okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but it'll also help because. He's constantly, you know, like we sit down to watch something. He's like, I want to see a new one of these. I'm like, I don't have a new one. I have to record it. He's like, well, can you record it now? I said, it's not on now or we would be watching it. I can't record it now. He doesn't quite understand the... You turn your kid into an entitled little asshole. He's not even... I want this. I want that. Wah, wah, wah. Me, me, me. No, that's not what my kid is. You know, you say what you want. That's not what my kid is. Uh, he asks, can I see that? He's not an entitled asshole saying, I want this now. <laughs> I'm going to hold my breath. No, that's not him at all. But go ahead. Um, so he asked for it and I say, no, I, I don't have it because it's, it's not on now. And he doesn't understand the concept of, you know, it airs at 2 a.m. and I will record it then. Uh, it's just he well, doesn't no, understand that. He needs to stay yet. up for uh, 2 a.m. Oh, he would. Yeah. He absolutely would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to go to bed. He no absolutely does. doesn't want to go to bed. Mm. So, I think I, you know, huge, I tell him. And I, and I yeah, love the it's, fact that it's not tied to PlayStations. You know, you can use it on other devices. and It's very big. I really do think that this is probably the best method so far. I mean, Sling does some pretty good stuff too, but Sling has a couple of kind of stupid limitations as well. Also, I mean, what I've seen of PlayStation View, I think the quality overall is better. Um, I like their guide and everything, but time will tell. You know, it, it, it's the, the, the thing about, you know, the Apple TV stuff, you're limited to Apple TV. You know, this... I can pull up on my mobile device. I can pull it up on my my Fire Stick. I can pull it up on my Chromecast if I have an iOS device. You know, and uh, I like that fact. Yeah, it's it's huge. I'm considering everything that they have, and considering you know you can add on Showtime and Fox Soccer. Um, or the funnier one, Machinima, which Machinima. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> So you can add those on as a la carte, which, you know, tell that to a cable company, Um, but they're offering that. So these things are available. And if you have plus, you get discounts on a lot of that stuff. And what channel? I can't remember what channel it was. There's some very, very big channel in New York that is about to have a huge fight with Comcast again. Mm. I mean, these happen every year, but the channel like preemptively jumped in and took out a full page ad in the New York times and took out all these TV ads and everything that said, Hey, we, we wanted to be there. We offer, I think it might be ESPN actually, 
They said, we wanted to be there. This is what we wanted. They walked away from us. It's their, it's their doing. You know, we, we want to be there. Sure. I, I think ESPN, I think it was ESPN. They were getting, they're getting paid like a buck 40 per subscriber. And they wanted to up it to like three something. Mm. And Comcast was like, fuck you. Not enough people watch it. Mm. <laughs> so it's a huge fight right now. Well, whatever channel it was. Um, and I don't know what happened with it. I just, this all came up like last week that they were, they were getting ready to drop this, I think by the end of the month. So they're already preemptively jumping out there and saying, oh, yeah, get on Comcast. Throwing it's themselves not us. On their swords. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's, and then you wonder yeah. why your cable bill keeps going up. See, and that's something but I that, don't, but that's also a side effect of the fact that they're shoving all these other crappy channels down your throat. Yeah. You know, that that's the bad part of it is that your your cable your cable bill keeps going up all the time because they kept keep having to renegotiate all these deals with the bigger channels, but they still pay for all these other shitty channels and that nobody wants. Well, part of those deals with the bigger channels are okay, we'll we'll give you this price or you know, the 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 like the ESPN will say, okay, We'll go with the lower price, but you have to carry this, 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 and this, which sure. are all part of our umbrella of networks. And that's how you get all those shitty, weird little networks on there because they're owned by these bigger companies that say, if you want AMC with The Walking Dead, well, then you have to carry these five shitty channels that nobody's heard of yeah. e. because they're part of our, yeah, because they're part of our broadcast group, right. you know? So that's how we end up with that crap. But, it's funny, the last time, well, the last time that affected me with like a channel going off, I was dog sitting for somebody in New York City. <laughs> and I was staying at her apartment on Wall Street. Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> That's from the place I used to work, like a block off of Wall Street. She got an apartment Jeez. like two blocks away because she's like, oh, I'm not walking. I'm not take a train to work. I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to get this place. Wow. And she was single and she had no debt. So she was like, fuck it. This is where I'm staying. <laughs> um, but I'm dog sitting for her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm here in the city. Cause I, at the time my cable company didn't have whatever the, the channels were for sure. the Mets. I was like, the Phillies are playing the Mets and I'm in New York City. I get to watch the game. This is amazing. <laughs> that day, they had their fight and dropped that channel. Of course. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Bum, 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 bum. I'm sitting here and I can't even see the game. So she was back the next day and I stayed there. I, I went right to the game. I, I took a subway <laughs> and I, I that was my first... I think that was my first game at Shea Stadium, an only game at Shea Stadium before they ripped it down. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, fuck it. I'll just take the train. I'll just go. <laughs> so I just went to the game and I came back and everything and it was it was fine. But I couldn't believe that I was actually in the city and I couldn't see <laughs> the the Mets-Phillies game, which made me nuts. Well, but that's the way it is for everybody now if you don't have cable because everything's on Fox Sports. Yeah. And you can't get that over or, there. If you're in New York, they're on their own special networks. Yeah, the Yankees. Yeah. Oh no, that's who it is. Actually, it's the Yes Network. It's the Yankees. 
It's the Yes Network, and that's exactly what it is. Because Comcast is like, fuck you. There's only X number of people watching, and they're only watching when the Yankees are playing live. They don't sure. give a shit about all the other stuff you play for the other 18 hours a <laughs> and, day. And that's the way it is with all these stupid networks. Like, like the Big Ten Network? Nobody cares about the Big Ten Network unless the Badgers are playing. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's the Yes Network, and they're trying to get more money out of them. And Comcast is like, fuck you. Nobody's watching. Yep. Except for exactly those times the Yankees are playing. Oh, and even yeah. then, it's not a lot of people watching. <laughs> so, yeah, that is their big fight. That's yeah, that's exactly... I forgot that's what it was. Jeez. So, yeah, but here, the Yes Network is just the Yankees. Sports New York is um, the Mets. And then you've got the Madison, the MSG channels, which are... The Nets and Knicks and all the hockey, Rangers, Devils, Islanders. Sure. So without them, I mean, the view thing gets yes. And I think sports New York, but it doesn't get the MSG channels. So Hmm. I'm not paying for that higher tier. It's not worth it. Yeah. But yeah, I just looked through the list of channels and actually I think I'd probably go with the medium tier myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you know, obviously moving down to Milwaukee and getting my own place is going to take a little bit longer now, but once I do, it's a very good possibility that I won't do anything cable wise. I'll just get internet and go with view. It's especially if it works with the PS3 better. I mean, then I, then I can put a PS3 in a room. I can get a couple of Amazon fire sticks and, and it's set to go, you know, because the fire yeah, sticks work really well. I bought one when uh, when they first came out. They had them really cheap for Prime members for like a day. I think you get them for like 10 bucks. Hmm. So I picked one up because I really like the Chromecast. I own a couple of Chromecasts. I own one of the new ones. And I really like it. But my parents have really attached to the fire stick because it has a remote. It's very traditional. It's got a remote. You can navigate around like you're on the DVD player or whatever else. Whereas they always had a problem with the Chromecast, like figuring out, bringing up on my device and then hit that button to, to cast to it. Yeah. So, you know, there is something to be said about that Fire Stick and, and you know, it, it, it works and they're really cheap. So if you can use PlayStation View on those, which you can, and I think it's up to five devices total at once. If I, if I remember reading it correctly. So you can have a PS4, a PS3, and then three other things going at the same time. That's not uh... bad. Yeah, I believe it is five. I'm almost positive it is. I was reading so much other stuff today, but um, I'm just trying to find the email. But now, see, I'm going to have to try it out. I'm going to have to see how well it works through. I, I, I still don't believe the PS3 has been. I mean, I hope it has, but. You would think the PS3 would be able to handle it because Netflix works really well on it. And that does full. Yeah, but, that actually does 3D on the PS3. But for whatever reason, this just didn't work. Remember, I was telling you it would, it would stop constantly. It would jump back like twenty seconds, or jump back like a full five minutes. Yeah. You're watching a show, and suddenly it jumps yeah, back five minutes. You're like, "What the fuck just to, happened?" You know. <clears throat> oh, you never yeah. know. I hope it's been fixed. I mean, I will. I'll try it out, uh, and I want to see how it works with the iPad and the iPhone, yeah, and the mobile app and Chromecast and all that stuff. And yeah, we'll see how it all works, and I will report back on it next week. Cool. 
it's interesting. It's really cool that it's being done. Uh, it's cool that it's available everywhere now. And the, the slim tiers are 30, 35, and 45. Yeah. Which is not bad at all. No, it's actually it really, really cheap. So for the other seven markets, including where I am, it's 40, 45, and 55. Yeah. So, yeah. But and I mean, you're not is, paying for a set-top box anymore. You're not paying, which, I mean, sometimes you don't have to uh, if they sucker you into the, uh, you know, into getting the DVR and all that. But the thing that has really been prevalent lately with cable companies is the whole bundle. So they just almost force you to get a phone from them because they'll they'll make oh, everything no. cheaper if you get the phone that you'll never use. Yeah, I told them fuck off. I'm yeah. not getting a phone. Yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, the thing the thing that makes me nuts though is you know I'm I'm I always because of where I live I have the NHL and the MLB network stuff down in Philly. PlayStation View. Yeah has the local Philly sports channel. So you've got <laughs> Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, you've got all of it. If you're if you're in Philly, you could do PlayStation View and get everything and be done. Yeah. <laughs> but here you can't even get like the full sports package here Ugh. because of MSG. <laughs> so I'm fucked. <laughs> but yeah, that's the state of TV and and the bullshit that goes on with all these different owners and networks and channels and all this. It's a mess. And if you want an updated uh, list of networks available on each TV market, they're all posted at psview.com. P-S-V-U-E. God, that's hard to spell. P-S-V-U-E.com. They've got all the different markets listed. Well, that's where I went to look everything up like two weeks ago when I first thought of this and thought maybe I need to do this. And I wanted to see, I needed to make sure that all the big channels were there, the channels that yeah. we actually need and we actually watch. Like and the nice AMC thing is, like you said, you can Nick, fill in a lot of the links with, with Hulu and Hulu is not that expensive. It really yeah. Isn't, so yeah, I don't know how much we'd use that, but I, I will get it, you know, just to, just in case we need it. And even that I can drop, but AMC see, was Hulu absolutely lot, needed. I don't know how much I'd use it if I had this. Yeah. AMC, we definitely needed the ABC stuff. We needed like Disney and all that. We needed Nickelodeon and all we needed. Um, HGTV. Lou likes to watch every now and then. Um, you know, so there were there were very specific channels that I was like, we need these channels, and I'm like, oh look, they're all there. Okay, <laughs> I nice, can do this. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Very so I'll try it stuff. all out. Yeah, I'll try it all out and report back next week. Okay. We'll see. Cool. All right, on to the next thing. Uh, if I just open the right thing. Oh, the Fallout 4 stuff. So Fallout 4, uh, we've now gotten uh, information on the first DLC for Fallout 4, which is going to be called the Automatron. So there's a new trailer out. Uh, it's going to be download uh, available for download on PS4 and other platforms Tuesday, March 22nd. It's going to cost $9.99 in North America. Uh, this is, it sounds like it's going to be more story, but uh, they're saying that in Automatron, the mysterious machinist or mechanist, I'm sorry, me- mechanist has unleashed a horde of evil robots into the Commonwealth, including the devious Robo Brain. 
Hunt them down and harvest the parts to build and mod your own custom robot companions. Ooh. Sexbot? Lucy Lubot? Mm-hmm. I'd take a Lucy Lubot. Uh, choose from hundreds of mods, mixing limbs, armor, abilities, weapons, uh, such as the all-new lightning chain gun. Ooh. So, pretty cool stuff. Uh, they're also going to be sending out another expansion in April in the Wasteland Workshop. And then in May, travel beyond the Commonwealth to Maine for Far Harbor, which is the largest landmass Bethesda Game Studios has ever created for post-content release or post-release content. Ooh. So, sounds like they're going to be doing quite a bit with this game. And uh, Keith's been playing quite a bit of Fallout 4 on his Sunday streams. So definitely check that out as well if you're interested at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there you go. Finally some DLC for Fallout 4. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Alien Nation, the new game from Housemark, yeah. has finally received a release date. But bloody time. And this is why they moved Uncharted away, because they wanted Alien Nation released on my birthday. <laughs> it's coming out April 26th. All right. So there we go. I'm excited. Every, every time I've played the game, I've really enjoyed it. So I'm excited. That's all that matters if I'm excited, right? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last but not least, uh, this is kind of a, uh, interesting stuff. Square Enix is going to bring back some classic JRPG hallmarks with their new studio. Uh, they, they announced it at GDC today, actually. Uh, there's a new studio called Tokyo RPG Factory, which is debuting its first title, I Am Setsuna. Uh, it's digital release only this summer on PS4 and Steam. And uh, it's actually kind of hearkening back to the old... Square Enix days of like Super Nintendo and even NES. So it's going to have a lot of the kind of the visual styles that they've had before. Uh, they're talking about narrative depth, impactful storytelling, and masterful character development inspired by the golden era of Japanese role playing games. Uh, so they've invoked the name Chrono Trigger, obviously, because that one just brings, uh, makes everybody's eyebrows pop up when they hear that name. So kind of cool that they're they're finally kind of addressing a lot of the stuff that people love so much about the games uh, back in the 16-bit era, and that they're going to try to recapture that. Well, I just love the look of it from that one single screenshot we have. That's cool. <laughs> that's something about that. Just that's the type of thing that just grabs me, and I'm like, oh, I yeah. love that. I was I was kind of excited for this. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I'll probably never play these games, but it's still exciting. Mm-hmm. So now, a couple things you did not put in the news, which are important. Okay. Critically important. Um, I'll go from, well, they're all critically important. Uh, (laughs) But I'll put in the one that I'm most excited for. I almost wet my pants when I saw this. Uh, The Apollo 11 Experience VR. I didn't see anything about that. It got a trailer. Ooh. This was a Kickstarter. Um, it's all set. It's coming to PlayStation VR. Oh, cool. I saw that, which is why I almost wet my pants. (laughs) And they worked with NASA, got archive footage and the audio from the Apollo 11 mission. And you sit inside the rock. You do the entire Apollo 11 mission. 
Oh, wow. You're in the command module for liftoff. You can flip the switches. You can look around. You go all the way to the... I can't imagine that they literally do the four-day trip. <laughs> that would be funny. That's a trophy. I, that should be. Uh, I can't imagine that they do that, but if they do, all right. <laughs> oh, my God. But you can you go to the moon... You land the lander. You actually have control of it when you go down. You get out and you walk on the freaking moon. I this is I'm probably I, I have not heard anything about this. Yes, this is probably the only chance I will ever get to go to the moon. <laughs> and I'm you better believe I'm going to do this. Oh my gosh! Unless Freak you get frozen and woken up in a thousand years, and you go up there to check out the whalers on the moon. Well, unless my kid t- figures out the whole robot body thing, and then I'm all set. <laughs> Head in a jar, Josh. In a Told jar. him it's it's up to him to get this thing done. So, <laughs> uh, but using all of the NASA stuff, yeah. they they created accurate 3D models of the interior of the lunar module of Holy the crap. the command module of everything. Everything. <laughs> thing about this. How freaking cool is that? That is really cool, and it's quite educational too. Yeah, and that's Wait, part of the reason. Does it for also it. show you how to fake the landing on the moon, bro? <laughs> well, this is how they did it. Didn't you know <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> um, so that's the cool thing. The original real-time audio from wow. NASA, the command module, and the lunar lander. Along with interviews from the astronauts themselves, guided tour or interactive experience based on your preferences. That's crazy. I am so excited for this. (laughs) I'm so ridiculously excited for this. That's really cool. Yeah. And it looks like, oh, man. See, I didn't even know this Kickstarter existed. I found all this out after the fact, like after the trailer came out. Uh, It looks like they only got to... Ah, 36,000 euros of their 30,000 goal. Mm. So they did the whole thing with the overview effect. Experience an awe-inspiring view as you circle the Earth with an unimpeded view of the planet. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But if they had gotten up to 45,000, 40,000 would have given you control of the Russian... uh, the Russian moon tank, essentially. Yeah. But 45,000 would have been the Apollo 13 mission. Whoa. But they didn't get that. So they didn't do it. (laughs) That would have been crazy, but I'm so ridiculously excited for this. That's really cool. Like the fact that you go there, you land, you walk on the moon, you get back in, you take off, you come back and you splash, you go through the whole thing and splash down in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Holy shit. I got to cry when I play this. <laughs> this is so amazing. So is one of the other things the <clears throat> the rift tracks thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh no, actually oh. no. Oh. Which rift tracks thing? Okay. Uh so there's a Kickstarter out right now uh cuz every now and then kick, uh rift tracks is a Kickstarter so they can do some live events. Yeah. The next one is oh, pretty much to, everybody yeah. from the old show except for Joel. Yeah. Yeah. And they've already got, they've invited everyone, but they've already got Frank. They've got Trace. They've got uh, Mary Jo, Bridget, uh, all the Rift Tracks guys. To all go back to Minneapolis, right? Yeah. They're, they're going to do a live show. Minneapolis. Yeah. 
In Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yes. <laughs> well, Minnie most of them still Annapolis. live in Minneapolis. So. Minneapolis, Maryland. Minneapolis, yes. Maryland. Um, so I am I kind of gave up Kickstarters, but I'm going to throw money at this one because that's something I want to see. And I also trust that it's going to happen because every one of their Kickstarters so far has happened. And this yep. is just a huge one, so I'm going to throw <clears> money <throat> at it. Okay. I'm going to pull a Philip J. Fry and say, shut up and take my money. There you go. Yeah. So the next of the three, right. Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah, but Just Dead Water is not involved. Oh, so we're not allowed to talk about it? No, no, I'm just saying. People need <laughs> to know that, though, Soulstorm. <laughs> Stuart and I were actually talking today, mm-hmm. and he's getting just inundated with people on Skype and everything I'm else. Sure. Like, are you guys doing this? He's like, no, we're, we're not involved. So just know that that is the case not it's not good or bad i'm just letting people know as an an informational thing yeah so second half of 2017 is when it's coming uh picks up uh from abe's genesis and directly follows from the overthrow of rupture farms and liberation of his blighted workmates yeah so it's kind of the continuation of new and tasty yeah, and you know, written by the original people, and it's there's a there's a good pedigree here. Yeah, so that's coming. But the other massive thing that was completely dropped, and I'm sure everybody's screaming, "Why didn't they talk about this?" I here's the thing: I I pulled from what was on our website. I know, and this didn't make it to our website. This this just came up hours ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Rocket League, crossplay, mm-hmm. Xbox One and PC for mm-hmm. the first time. So Xbox One, and they said with other devices coming later. Yeah, it's the it's only funny other device pe- is PlayStation Four. <laughs> people are acting like you know Microsoft is the second coming all of a sudden because they're opening it up to other platforms. Like, but PlayStation Three even had that. So I mean, look at. Portal. You could use your Steam ID on, on PS3. Yeah, but this works. is a huge, huge it's a thing. Huge deal, Microsoft, Microsoft finally has, did it. It is, and but, that's why everybody's freaking out. Because well, no, they're acting like they're the only ones that did it. I saw a no, couple of articles. No, no, no. I saw a couple of articles that actually literally said like, "Oh, only if only a PlayStation would do this." I'm like, what? Well, so, then those articles are stupid because well, are. other everybody else has already said, and everybody else already knows PlayStation Four can compete with PC players already on Rocket League. Right. So whoever wrote that is completely uninformed and stupid. I know. I'm sorry. But that's not what a lot of people are saying. What a lot of people are freaking out and going nuts because Microsoft is a notorious the Xbox well, they have Live to is a notoriously still... closed network and yeah, they yeah. do not want anybody in or out of there. But now they're talking about now that they're doing this with PC and they're talking about crossing it over to the PS4 they also came out and said, look, we've made this available so that we can connect to other networks. And now right. it's up to the developers if they want to put it in. So if Sony makes it open to this as well and a developer comes in and they say, here's my new, here's my new Assassin's Creed game with multiplayer and I want to make it or my new Call of Duty and I want to do Xbox One and PS4 and PC and right. have them all do cross-platform multiplayer, it can happen now. 
Yeah, definitely. That's huge. That is huge. That's freaking insane. So I, I'll set expectations, though, and just tell people don't expect it from smaller games because you're on a whole new level of um, of development when you're dealing with different platforms that all have tied-in usernames, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a separate Xbox Live account. That's why you have a Steam ID. That's why you have a PSN account. Um, smaller developers won't have that level of expertise to get things like that working. But it is a really cool thing that it can happen, and it's something that people have wanted forever. Yeah. And because it's just gamers wanting to play with other gamers, you know? And that's what's so great about it. So, no, I, I agree. It's a huge thing. I just want to make sure that people understand what the actual deal is. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I saw a lot of misinformation on the internet today. Well, and that's why we needed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So... That's pretty insane. I it is, it is. when I saw that, I was like, "Wait, am am I still asleep? What's going on here? Is this, <laughs> is this what just happened?" Because Rocket League is the the first one doing it. So that's the game is awesome. that big of a juggernaut that they got it to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. And they they're starting Rocket League is starting with Xbox One and and PC. But then going, they said they are going to add in PlayStation yeah. for cross-platform support. So that's... I, I don't think it's all for the gamers. I mean, Microsoft is pretty much trying everything at this point and just that's, to get some sales to level yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think the main reason that Microsoft actually finally buckled is because they're getting creamed this generation. Yeah, yeah. They're getting outsold so badly that they're like, look... If we can open it up and say, hey, you can play with your friends on the PS4. You can play those games with double the number of people that bought a PS4. Well, but this is also part of that that initiative that they've been talking about where they're trying to spread things across PC and Xbox One. Yeah. More transparently. Yeah. Uh, Which, in my opinion, is still kind of a scary thing because, quite frankly, why do I need an Xbox One? I mean, obviously, there's still more complexity with a PC. But for those people that don't want complexity, I see the Xbox One as a solution. Or get an Alienware gaming PC with with Steam OS on it or wherever else. You know. Well, my but biggest. It, it just seems less and less likely that an Xbox One is worth it to the at this point. If they're going to try to basically bridge everything between PC and Xbox One, I just don't really understand it. It's a weird. It, it, it's a weird path to walk down. I think. No, I. Th- the weirdest path they're walking down if they're actually going to walk down this because they've hinted about it and they've talked about it and whether it's true or not or whether they're going to do it or whether they were just throwing it out there just to see the reaction uh they've talked about upgradable not upgradable but hardware revisions that like xbox 1.2 oh my god which has a faster processor because the wii u went over so well or well exactly but (laughs) but the wii u was a different console this would do that (laughs) but this would still be an xbox one but the new one would have you know potentially better graphics and everything but that'll never happen the old one would still play the game as well it just wouldn't look as good and i'm looking at that and i'm thinking what developer yeah. wants to waste their time doing that and testing it 
Yeah. And and doing all that work when they can just say, fuck you, I'm just going to develop for the PS4 instead because there's a much larger install base. Well, also, Microsoft well, doesn't see how many people are pissed off at Nintendo about the new, new 3DS. Uh, yeah. And that's not going over well at all. There's only, what, three games, I think, that use that better processor? Yeah, that's... They should bring I, out like a 32X. For it's a horrible, oh. horrible idea. And I can't, I really, I hope they're not really considering it and serious uh-huh. about it because it is one of the worst. You're turning it into a PC at that point. And yeah. you're, you're technically, you're not splitting the user base. If you can all go into the store and buy the exact same game and it'll work better on yours, but it'll work lesser on mine. But you're still, that's a shitty thing to do. 32 That's a real shitty coming. thing to do. And somebody compared it to um, the iPad revisions. Yeah. You know? But these aren't iPads. Th- these are consoles. These are home consoles. Yep. That you buy, and it plays the games, and that's why we buy them. We don't buy PCs. That's why we buy consoles. Because you can put a disc in, and it works. And it looks the same on every single one of the consoles that's out there from microsoft every single xbox one everything loads the same looks the same plays the same same. yeah it's all the same now you're gonna say well here's a new revision and you can pay a little more for it and it's gonna work a little faster and a little better and look a little better and do fuck that fuck that it'll be the xbox one core that doesn't have any tv capabilities at all i just if they fucking do that oh my gosh i don't see it happening don't do that you hear that, Microsoft? Don't do that. They don't listen know, to us. Only we know, no, to us. no, 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 no. Obviously. They listen, because I'm on here. <laughs> <laughs> they have to keep their eyes on me. They, they don't trust me. Uh-huh. No, I don't know. I, I don't want to see something like that. Nobody does. That would suck so Because then they're going to alienate everybody that already has an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. No, they figure that everybody will then upgrade. And they After will combine all the After they've been the Xbox One as much as they have already. Uh, they will. What about the people that bought the Xbox One with the Kinect because it was an integral part of the system that uh, you're going to have to have it no matter what? Oh, by the way, we're not going to bring it out with the, with the Kinect anymore. Yeah, tell poor Harmonix. Yeah. Who was still in development on their X, on, <laughs> their <laughs> on Fantasia. And... Fantasia, which was Kinect-only game. <laughs> poor guys. God. Oh, that had to suck. I, I just I can't imagine what went on in that office the moment that was announced. Yep. Oh. You just hear all the all the air sucked out of the entire oh, office. Fuck. That's just so messed up. That's so messed up. I agree. Yeah. All right. So we're done with all that. Let's yeah. move on. Well, I'll go first on what we're playing and watching because I played two things. Okay. So I played some Division. Uh, tested out my thumb. Did okay. Having a little problem with the uh, the the shoulder buttons with the left hand. And unfortunately, you have to aim with L2, so, you know, but looked down a lot, and, and I got through about, I don't know, it was like over an hour, but I got to level three. So I got through all the, all the you know, the beginning stuff, and I didn't die. I, I actually did pretty well. Um, and we talk about that later with the review, but uh, I like it. I like the game. I want to play more of it, so I'm working my, my left hand quite a bit. I got this cool... Uh, I'm sure insanely expensive therapy putty. That's just silly putty, basically. <laughs> and uh, it is kind of cool, though, because on my occupational therapy 
they gave me a bunch of homework because I, I only do it like one or two days a week at the actual place. <clears throat> On the list, and I'll, I'll tweet a picture of this tomorrow, it actually says play video games. <laughs> and I was like, you're the best. So, uh, yeah, I tried it. Not too good at it yet, but I did try it and I, I didn't die. Uh, the other one is the recommendation from Joel last week, uh, Gems of War, which is from the Puzzle Quest people. It is very much Puzzle Quest uh, with just more complexity because uh, now you can put together different, um, you can put together put together like different teams of characters on your side instead of you just playing the game. I don't know if I like that too much because I'm changing a lot of stuff around and uh, it doesn't. I don't think it does a very good job of kind of telling you the stats of who you're putting in there. So it's a lot of trial and error, um, but it's it's puzzle crack. It's um, I, I played it for about an hour and a half tonight. Played it for about an hour before, so I think two or three times I played it. Three times I played it now. Uh, I did have the game crash on me once, or just freak out. So that was kind of funny. But it's you know free to play, so because they want you to buy in-game currency and everything. So we'll see how far I get. I never buy that kind of thing though, so I don't know if I'll hit a. Uh, I don't know if I'll hit a brick wall eventually or what, but uh, I can play pretty well because obviously it's it's turn based. There's no timer, so I can you know fumble around with my shitty thumb and. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it's it's neat, but like graphics are really simplistic and the artwork's really not that impressive. And I think actually puzzle Qu- puzzle quests uh, visuals are a little bit better, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah. Playing it, and then uh, Bosch season two started on Amazon. Uh, really good show. I liked the first season quite a bit. Second season, uh, Jerry Jerry Ryan's in it, mm. so already a plus. Um, but it's a good show. It's you know he's an LA cop, um, but it's it, there's always kind of a big crime that's the overarching story storyline for that season. But then other stuff happens. Uh, I think season two was actually written better. I think it was just executed a little bit better. Uh, it's cool that it was kind of a continuation of the first season and, uh, there were like repercussions here and there. It's definitely some holy shit moments. Um, but I liked it. I I burned right through it. Actually. I I watched the first eight episodes, uh, on one day and then I finished it the next day. So, uh, if you have Amazon prime, definitely check it out. It's a good show. It's called Bosch and daredevil starts really soon. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, yeah, that's about it for me. Oh, and mm-hmm. I watched uh, Spectre with my parents, and I still love the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Cool. All right, uh, I have a game that is under embargo <laughs> until hey, next week. You can't even say what it is. I don't think so. Oh, all right, that yeah. sucks. I'm jealous. I really want to be playing that. It's entirely under embargo. I can't talk about. It, so right. that was a surprise too. Yeah, was a surprise. So there's that. And I played some hours of that. Well, I'll, I'll just say this is a game that when they announced it at PSX. Uh, then everybody will know exactly what no, it no, is. No, 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 no. I'm going to say something really general, very vague. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. They're all going to know. No, when they announced it, I stood up and cheered. Everybody knows exactly what it is now. Yeah. Yakuza 5. <laughs> yeah. So. I played Madden 16. I was like, I, I should play that Super Bowl. Fuck that game. Yeah, I, 
it's funny when I went to play it, I was like, eh, I'm not really in the mood for this, but you know what? I should just play it. Just get the Super Bowl done and, and move on to the off season and everything. Boy, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So my 13 and three season and my cruise through the playoffs and I get there against Denver. Okay. And the sexual predator douchebag liar. Be a lot more specific. <laughs> sexual predator douchebag liar quarterback on Denver. Ah, uh, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, which I just I'm so pissed off because I'm like I don't want to lose to this douchebag, and I lost to that douchebag because did he eat uh, Papa John's pizza afterwards? <sighs> Nobody was kissing Papa John afterwards. Uh, what really annoyed me about the whole thing was that I didn't play my game. I, I went into it and I was, for whatever reason, I should have just stopped. I should have just not even played it. When I got into the menus, I was like, eh, all right, yeah. well, I should just play it. And I got in there and of course it's like, Hey, you know, do some passing. And I'm like, sure, let's do some passing interception. Fuck. Yeah. You know, and then I was just off my game. I, I just was complete. I was not playing the way I played all season. Sure. And I ended up losing. And it wasn't a huge loss, but it was still loss. And it was the Super Bowl. And I'm like, fuck this. I was just so pissed off at that point. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, let me go into the off season and let me get some of this shit done. You know, you have to re-sign players like right off the bat. Sure. I hate this. Because you go in there and you cannot see the player's stats at oh. all. Not that I can find. And I've, I've run into this in previous Maddens before, but at one point they fixed it where you could hit like R3 and you would get like a card and it would flip over and you could see all their stats for this past season, seasons before. You could see their, their full career stats. Sure. I have no idea what these guys did this season, what these guys did last season. I don't know whether I should sign them again. Yeah. I don't know what money I should give them. The, the only information you get is their current Madden points, you know, like they're an 82 overall and they're 76 in tackling and they're this, I'm like, that doesn't tell me shit <laughs> about how they've played this year. You know, I need to see their actual game stats. Right. And without that, what the fuck? So I'm really pissed off about that section of the game right now. And I'm just kind of stuck there. I offered some guys some low money. And of course they said, fuck you. And I'm like, well, I, uh, but uh, I just, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> so I stopped that. I turned it off. I was like, fuck. That would turn I, me off too. That I don't care about any of that stuff. Well, I used to, there was one of them. I don't remember if it was on the PS2. I think it was on the PS2. The first year they did the full, you know, you can set the price of the hot dogs. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I got into it and I was uh, like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and I got way into it. That would annoy like, me. Because week to week I would, I would fiddle with the prices for parking and things like that. And, and the different tickets. And I would watch my, you know, the the money go up and the money go down week to week. And I'm like, I would, I was tweaking everything and loving it. Sure. I was spending so much time in there. I'm like, Oh yeah, now I got to play this week's game. And then I would play that game. And then go right. Oh, now I get to do all this stuff. How much money did I get? And yeah. I was so wrapped up in that whole thing. I, I, I just, I loved it. 
And for some reason, I don't know if it's just because I'm older, I don't have the time, but I just can't get into it anymore. I don't know if it's even the presentation of it now that I don't like the way it's all set up and it doesn't seem as intuitive or fun as it used to be. Sure. And of course, then I get to this off season and I'm like, I need stats. I'm not just going to sign a guy for, you know, $40 million over the next four years without knowing whether he's worth it or not. True. Yeah. You know, you can tell me he's in 82 overall, but that's not good enough for me. I need to know what he did this past season. Yeah. And what he's done over the course of his career. What have you done for me lately? I need to know all this stuff before I, before I sign a guy because fuck this. So yeah, that's happening. Um, (laughs) So one of these days this past week, I was, I went to pick up Mason like really early and I said, we have time. What do you want to do? Do you want to go home and then go get mommy from the train station? Do you want, we could go to Toys R Us. And he said, Ooh, I would like to go to Toys R Us. And I said, yeah. What? Really? I said, but we're not getting anything. What a weird kid. And he's like, but what if I see something I want? I said, well, then we can talk about it and I'll take a picture of it and you can get it for your birthday, but we're not buying anything today. He's like, I'm going to be sad. And I'm like, well, so will I, but because there's stuff I want to buy. <laughs> and, it, and he's like, okay. So we went in and we looked at all this stuff and he actually saw this Lego thing, this Lego train, which he thought was amazing. Oh yeah. So I took a picture of it and I was like, okay, for your birthday. And he mentioned it tonight. He was like, daddy, I would really like that Lego train when I turn four. And I said, all right, I got it. I took a picture. I've got it down. I'll get it for you when you turn four. (laughs) Um, But when we were in there, I said, let's, let's look at the Skylander stuff and let's look at, you know, all this stuff back here. And we're looking at it all. And he's like, Ooh, that looks cool. I'm like, we have that. And that we have that, and that we have that, we have that, we have that, and we're going through. He's like, we don't have that. I'm like, yeah, we do. And he got to the one. He's like, that one, the wheels are gears. That's really cool. I said, yeah, we have that. He's like, we do. I said, yeah. I said, we can play it tonight if you want. He's like, yeah, I want to play with that. So we came home and it was Skylander Superchargers. And I pulled out the one with the gears and he was playing with it on the table, uh, making the gears go as the, as the wheels are driving around and everything. And he was loving that. And, uh, I was, we got through like a full level or two with a couple different characters. We were messing around with it just to see all the different characters and vehicles and everything. And that was all we played that night. And then, the next night I was like more Skylanders or some Disney or what do you want? He's like Lego dimensions. I'm like, okay, Lego dimensions. It's cool though, because we got to the portal level. Oh, cool. It is fantastic. Nice. <laughs> it is so for a fan of the game. And that is one of my top games ever. The original Portal. Portal 2, actually, I think is even better. Sure. But the two of them combined are just so amazing. They're just my perfect games. This captured everything from those games, and it was so fucking funny. 
Nice. It had all the perfect portal humor in it. It had everything in it. It was so funny. I'm laughing my ass off. The jokes are going right over his head because they're all jokes from the game, from the portal games. And oh, okay. Jokes that if you had played the game and you played through the game, you would understand the jokes, but he's three. <laughs> he's not, yeah, yeah. you know, they're all just going right over his head. He's completely lost in it. But he, he was enjoying, because, you know, suddenly like a red or a blue and an orange portal open up because it's, it's portal. And he's like, Hey, there's new portals. So how did that happen? And I'm like, well, this game is called portal and this is different. <laughs> so he was trying to wrap his head around that, that wait, there's these portals. And then there's the Lego dimensions portals. And what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and it's so funny because they have the Lego turrets and they have the Lego, you know, they have everything from the game. It's just so much fun. And I was just having a blast playing it. And we got to the end of the level, spoilers, with, uh, duh, what's it going to be? It's GLaDOS. Oh, yeah. And and she's there trying to kill you. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was having so much fun with it. It was crazy. <laughs> so I'm so glad that we got that far with it. That, that we keep playing through it. It's, it's fun. Uh, but I'm so glad that they put that in there. It's so amazing. For a fan of that that series, it's it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Really cool. And I did order the Midway level pack because Amazon dropped the price on it drastically. Oh, okay. Like on Saturday, I saw that the price dropped on it, so I, I pre-ordered it real quick. Okay. It's showing up. I think it's showing up tomorrow. Hmm. But um, the main reason I got it, I didn't realize this was part of it. That yeah, it's the Midway Retro Gamer level pack, and you get the arcade machine and Gamer Kid and the Spy Hunter car. Okay. Plus, you get access to the Midway level, uh, the the Midway world that's in there. Okay. This also includes arcade games. No kidding. Like the old Midway arcade games in some way, shape, or form. I have no idea how. I haven't oh. looked any of this up. I just, I saw it. It said, oh, yeah, and you can play. Uh, oh, no, I keep seeing it on Twitter because I follow Lego Dimensions on Twitter. Sure. And they're like, yeah, you can play Defender. You can play Joust. You can play Ramp. I'm like, what? Wow. So I'm really excited to see how that works. And when you go into the midway level, what it looks like, or the midway world in there, what it looks like. And should stream that all new game level tw over 20 classic arcade games. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Cause I'm, I'm so excited to see how this works. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It could be amazing. <laughs> I or it could suck. I don't think it's going to suck though. I think whatever they've done is probably pretty amazing. So I'm really excited for that. Hmm. So then the other night, of course, it's always Saturday night. It's always when the clocks go forward for some reason. I'm up till like <sighs> two a.m. Yeah, I don't know why this happens all the time. There was oh, fuck. How long ago was it? It was. Well, it was within the past 15 years or so because I was living up here somewhere. Uh, this singer, Dan Byrne, he's guitarist and everything, uh, acoustic guitar. He was playing at 
like the Stone Pony or one of those over in Asbury Park. Okay. And it was that night, the night that the clocks were being set forward. And I went over there, a little tiny place, you know, and he played his entire new album at the time and then played some more. The worst thing you ever hear at a concert. And now something for my new album. No. no, but this was no. This was it was his brand new album that everybody was really excited. It was a really good album. I know. Well, I was at. Did I tell you I was at a Joe Jackson concert in in Philly? Uh, it was. Oh, what was the name of that album? I'll have to look it up. Uh, but it was it was like a concept album, which most of his albums were. Mm. It was a concept album where all the songs blended into each other, like one to the next, to the next, to the next. Sure. And then there was a, there was a hard cut, even though it was on CD, he was doing it like it was still an old, you know, 33 and a third record where he had to flip it. Sure. So the, all the songs from side a, which were of his (laughs) youth, essentially, they were all songs like from when he was a child, then growing up in the fifties and then tomorrow, you know, all the, all the futuristic, fantastic, you know, this is going to world of tomorrow stuff, all the hope and promise. And then the second side was all, you know, this is what life is. And now Mulder and fuck (laughs) basically he was up there and I was there with a friend who had just started to get into him and, and his music and everything. And he plays a bunch of songs and everything. And he goes, okay, now we're going to play the new album. And I turned to my friend, I'm like the whole thing. And it, and on stage, like we were in the way back, he didn't hear me. But he expected this people to say that <laughs> on stage, Joe Jackson. He said, "Now we're going to play the whole album." And he turns around, and then he turns back to the mic and he goes, "Yeah, the whole thing." <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "What?" <laughs> and they did because that whole first side, you know, both sides, you know, it's it's one long song. Sure, it's like six, seven songs all in a row, but it's wow. one long song. And they did it. And then they did the second side and it was, it was great. But back to the Dan Byrne thing, you know, it's the spring forward, of course. And he has a massive catalog of songs sure. because he's a guy that has his acoustic guitar. He walks around with a Sharpie uh, in his shirt. And anytime he thinks of something, he writes and suddenly he writes a new song. He I've seen him write a new song on stage while we're all watching oh, him. Like it's that kind of thing. He's like, I'm going to do a new song and this is what it's going to be. And then he just starts playing and he's talking about stuff right there. That's happening in the audience. Was he all. Randy Newman? He's it's crazy. So he's just the most prolific songwriter that nobody's ever heard of. Um, but that's what he does. He just writes d- dozens of songs every day. So he's playing and he's playing and he's playing and he's playing. And he's like, you know what? Let's just keep going. Anybody feel like going home? Everyone's like, fuck no. Wasn't this like played. a couple of years ago or something? This was a while back. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was recent. Like, mm. I remember you talking about this when it happened. I, I... Yeah. It was a, well, it was a while back. So yeah, but he played until, until they kicked him out. They had to shut down. It was like three in the morning at that point. <laughs> Which meant it was actually four in the morning at that point. And I was we're like, gonna oh, we're gonna fuck. Lose it. <laughs> yeah, it was three in the morning, but it was actually four in the morning because we all just set our clocks forward. And I got in my car and I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> <At that point. laughs> 
but he had played like a six or seven hour show. It was oh absurd. Oh my God. Yeah. It was absolutely absurd. And it was, he had plenty of songs and he didn't even play half the songs. I was like, I want to hear this. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, and I end up doing this every time it's, it's freaking daylight savings time. I sat down, I was, I was playing that embargoed game during the day I was doing other stuff. And then I was like, Oh, I have to get through some of the, I have to set up some of these reviews. I have to look at, you know, edit some of these reviews and things. And I sat down and I always do it in silence because I really need to focus on what I'm doing and everything, especially for the editing. Um, but you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to be doing graphics and things like that. I, I don't need silence. And I was watching the flyers game uh, that went to overtime and then I'm sk- skimming around. I'm like, Oh, Jaws is on. <laughs> so I watched about five minutes of Jaws, but I can't watch it on TV anymore because now that I have it widescreen on Blu-ray, seeing mm. it on TV, you're now I know that you're missing like three quarters of the scene because it was, it's almost like a two forty to one ratio or something ridiculous like that. It's, it's a, it's serious widescreen. And when you see it on TV, you're really missing a chunk of it, yeah. big chunk of it. So I didn't watch too much of it. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, all right, that's cool. I mean, Jaws, I will watch anytime, anywhere, but without the Blu-ray now, I'd, I'd rather not. So then I'm flipping around. I'm like, oh, Starship Troopers. There's something fun that I could just have on in the background. Like, then I didn't get off the couch and I sat and watched. It was about halfway through. I watched the entire second half of the movie because <laughs> it's such a fun freaking movie. It's for what he was trying to accomplish with it. And that's the thing. People look at it and they're like, Oh, it's just stupid sci-fi. He had a very specific vision for it and a very specific reason for doing everything he did to the point that all the guys have uniforms that look very Nazi esque and you know, the whole thing of citizenship versus, uh, versus whatever it was, citizenship and and the other, the other thing. Um, the, the funny thing is I read that book in college and the book is very different, (laughs) (laughs) very different. The basic concepts are there. And I think that was the whole thing. Like Paul Verhoeven, he, he took it and he's like, I love the concept and I love this stuff. And he, he grew up, I think he was a child during World War II. Okay. Or just after World War II. So he, that shaped his vision, you know, and, and he took a lot of that and a lot of that shit that went on in Europe during all there, in wherever, Holland or wherever he was, the Netherlands, wherever he was from. I think it was Netherlands. And he took a lot of that and that's a lot of what the movie was. Like sort of that, that type of thing just thrown into this futuristic world where we're fighting the bugs, you know, and he was making it all gung ho with all the, all the rah, rah stuff and all the, do you want to learn more? You know, that was the whole new thing at the time, you know, it was so different and it's just such a fun movie. So that ends and force 10 from Navarone is on. I'm like, Oh fuck. (laughs) So, and that's another movie that I've seen a billion times and I will watch. And when I went to turn it on, the guns of Navarone was just ending. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. 
you know, so I, I saw the last two minutes of that just as the as the guns blow up. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, just as the guns blow up, and then Force Ten starts. I'm like, ah, ah, fuck. And I sat and watched most of that. And at that point, it was like two two thirty in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I really, I have to go to bed. This is absurd. And they were in the dam. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. Jeez. <laughs> but I love that movie. It's yeah, it's just one of those movies. It is. And Carl Weathers and Harrison Ford. And then all the and and what's his face from uh from Jaws, Robert Shaw. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is in it. So I I had like a Robert Shaw night going on there. Uh but yeah, fuck. That's such a good movie. And and Jaws. Jaws. I did I, I had a Jaws and Robert Shaw night going on because uh, the guy that plays Jaws in the James Bond movies was in that as well. Uh Richard Keel. Richard Keel, yeah. Whom I've met. He's he's fucking crazy in this. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. He was. He died. Yeah. Um, but like he shook my hand and my hand just disappeared <laughs> in <his> paw. <laughs> sure. Well, there's that whole scene where Carl Weather shows up and and he walks up to him yeah. and he's he's rubbing his hand on his face and his hand is like the size of Carl Weather's head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a massive dude. But that's a really cool World War II movie. Uh, yeah, if anybody hasn't seen it. And seeing them back to back, actually, seeing The Guns of Navarone and then Force 10 from Navarone back to back is kind of cool because two of the characters cross over and that, that's the whole point. It really had nothing to do with The Guns of Navarone. I think they they were like, look, we need to capitalize on this in some way. <laughs> so let's call it Force Ten from Navarone, and then we'll throw two characters sure. in there. Because I think finally, after seeing this movie a hundred times, two hundred times, I th- think I caught a serious error in the movie itself. Like in, I wouldn't doubt it. What happened? Because the two guys were being sent uh, I'll have to watch the beginning of it again. I, it was my understanding in my days, half, half dazed, half asleep thing, watching it that uh, the other night, Robert Shaw and his buddy are going specifically to kill the Nazi spy. And, and Harrison Ford and his group were going specifically to blow up the, the bridge. They didn't know each other's missions. They weren't supposed to know each other's missions. They were just going together. Well, Robert Shaw's buddy has like a whole thing of explosives. And he just happens to be the explosive expert. And he just happens to be the guy that, hey, I can blow up the dam and I can do this. And I'm like, wait a second. Wasn't he there with Robert Shaw just to kill a Nazi spy? How fortunate. But explosives. (laughs) How fortunate. (laughs) I I don't get it because 
at the very beginning of the movie, he they were like, the colonel needs to see you. Oh, and you, sir, too. You should come with – like they didn't know anything about the mission. So why was the explosives guy there in the first place? Because it fit the story endgame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because, because they had a lot of money for effects that they had to blow up a bridge. <laughs> it's so messed up. I I just never caught that. I need yeah. to watch it again, but I think that's a they had a real major fuck up there. It's just a very convenient plot point, you know? <laughs> so That doesn't surprise me for writing yeah. back then, yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean that movie still holds up really well. I mean, even with the I mean you can see where the miniatures are and stuff like that, but for the most part, it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. It's oh, fun. yeah, definitely. Really fun. I think I have those on Laserdisc still because they never really brought out good Blu-ray versions. I didn't even think to look at those. I don't think they have anything good out yet. Yeah. I'll have to look. So you want to hear some better news? Sure. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are set to Never reprise. heard of them. Kevin Conroy? <laughs> And Mark Hamill are set to reprise their roles as Batman and the Joker, respectively, in Warner Brothers Animation's adaptation of The Killing Joke. Oh, Oh my God. Wow. That has the potential to be groundbreaking. Wow. Considered one of the best Batman books ever made. Uh, Frank Miller just killed it. No, that's not Frank Miller. That's... um, Oh, I haven't read it for a while, but it is a fantastic book. I mean, it's one of the books that they gave, um, what's his name for The Dark Knight? Um, Heath Ledger. Yeah. It's one of the books they gave him and said, this is what you're going to base your Joker off of. Yeah. Um, is that Frank Miller? I don't think it's Frank Miller. Oh, no, I think that's... Um, oh, Wait, I have it here. I think it's the guy that did The Watchmen. Um Shit. Can't think of his name. Hang on. I might be totally off right now, too. I haven't read my books in a while. Batman, the killing joke is Alan Moore. Yep, Alan Moore. So he did The Watchmen. He, yeah. It's it's Alan Moore and Brian Boland. It is. I, yeah, I have. An amazing book. I have the, the hardcover one, the deluxe edition hardcover one. I actually one. have a first printing of The Killing Joke. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, that's one of my one of my nicer pieces in my Batman collection. First edition, uh, first printing, and I got it new. That way I didn't uh, get it later on. Very proud of that one. So I'm looking. Holy shit. I'm looking. I just went on Amazon, okay? Mm-hmm. Force 10 from Navarone. Isn't it like a double disc or something? Or Well, it says multi-format <sighs> for the Blu-ray, $8.94, $8.94, okay? Yeah, I think it's just a... No, 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 no. The top review, five stars. The movie was previously released on DVD in 2000 in what was simply a horrible transfer of scratches and print dirt all over the place. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The problems with that release have, most, have been mostly rectified for this Blu-ray release, which is simply pristine in comparison. It's not the best Blu-ray release I have ever seen with a large degree of softness and some grain, but it does a good job recreating the film stock of the time as certainly the best the movie has ever looked since its 1978 theatrical release. Okay. 
So for eight bucks and change. And then the Guns of Navarone is ten eighty eight on Blu-ray. Hmm. The movie gets its title from the Alistair MacLean book of the same name, but bears little resemblance to the actual narrative of the novel. Go figure. In fact, the differences are so apparent that MacLean would go on to loosely adapt part of the screenplay into his 1982 book, Partisans. Hmm. Hmm. I'll put this on my wish list. Yeah, for eight bucks, man. I think I might just buy this. Or you could just get an even better movie, and that's Kelly's Heroes. God, I yeah. love that movie so much. But this is fantastic. Robert Shaw and Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah they're great movies. Both Navarone movies are great. Yeah. Maybe yeah, and the, and the miniatures especially in Guns of Navarone. <laughs> Man. Good <laughs> <laughs> to see how movies used to be made before they had computers. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, we ready for a break? Sure. All right. Let's take a break. When we get back, we'll talk about what's going on around PS Nation, Dave's review of The Division. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about MGC, hit an email or two, and we'll get the heck out of here. We'll be right back. So I'm still staying with my parents because officially I'm not allowed to drive yet. So I just walked out to get a beverage and my mom's out there watching. I think it's the finale for The Bachelor. And you've got these bimbos talking to the dude like, but I really fell in love with you. Like, you know, we only, we knew each other for three whole days and I just really fell in love with you. People are messed up. God, that, God, those shows are crap. (laughs) <laughs> just, uh, I just love how they just marginalize the the whole concept of love. It's just astounding to me. Mm-hmm. There's another one I see on the TV every now and then, like, uh, like they get married the first time they see each other or something. Like, let's just turn that into a TV show. We'll get we'll marry people that have never met before. <laughs> what the fuck? And this is why I hate reality TV. One of the many reasons I hate it. But you know what's more real? What's going on around PS Nation? Clever. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, this past week, a couple reviews went up. We had Chivalry Medieval Warfare. Oh, that finally went up. From Sean, yeah. I got on him, I said, because he said, 
something came up for review. He's like, I'll take it. I said, yeah, once you finish Chivalry. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he suddenly finished it. He's like, now I get the game right? I was like, yes. <laughs> I suppose. So this sounds like a really interesting game. Yeah, I was, I was kind of uh, skimming over it. And I wouldn't mind trying it. Yeah. And he said there are technical glitches and things like that. Uh, but essentially, it's kind of like it's first-person shooter without the guns. You're in medieval right. times, basically. You have swords and knives and axes and things like that. <laughs> so it's all up close and personal. It's just a lot of straight-up melee fighting. Uh, yeah. There is a crossbow, but for the most part, it's mostly melee fighting. So actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I'm interested. So there's that one. Uh, then he put up Blastem Bunnies. Yeah, he was. it was funny. He was talking about that one in the chat. He's like, oh man, this is it's a simplistic game and I've only played it for this many hours, but I can probably review it already, but I can't put it down. <laughs> but that's another one of those online multiplayer. That one is... Uh, PS4, PS Vita, PlayStation TV compatible, cross buy, cross save. Yeah. And it's cheap. It's five bucks. The thing with it, though, is they have a lot of, of purchases, essentially. Okay. Uh, not critical. You're like, you don't have to buy them to, to win, but it's almost like that. Not free-to-play model, but very cheap to get in. And then, oh, yeah, there's all this other stuff for customizing and adding stages and things like that, which, hmm. eh, uh, Option to buy stages as DLC. Hmm. And that's where he had a problem. He's like, so what's more important, the cheap initial buy-in or the additional content from DLC? You know, he he said, I would rather see a $10 game with more content rather than having to piecemeal it together. So, but the game, even without buying any of the DLC, you know, he played it for a long time. Yeah. Um, so, it's an interesting, interesting conundrum with that one. Yeah. Uh, and then the other review that went up, uh, just today was screen cheat, uh, which we from, talked about last week with Joel. Yeah, and MJC did that one. The Samurai Warriors for Empires review is basically done. It'll be up when the podcast is out. Cool. So I'll say that uh, because the game comes out on Tuesday. Right. So, right. Um, the review was ready. I've just been kind of holding it because I didn't have a lot of time to, to look at it. But even so, I, um, I just wanted to hold it to closer to release. Uh, not that it's going to change anybody's mind or anything, but <laughs> you know, if you're going to buy that game, you're going to buy that game and you'll be fine with it. Um, I mean, those games are all generally the same, you know, you know what you're getting with them. Sure. Sure. So, uh, so that is there the daily poll last week. Last week on Daily Poll was about game reviews. Do they make you want to buy a game or not want to buy a game? 
there were live streams. Question about live streams. Do they shape your purchasing habits? Uh, game demos. Do they change your habits? Uh, how often do you buy a game because your friends bought the game or are buying the game? And pre-order bonuses. So it was a lot of questions about, you know, why you buy a game and do any of these things influence you in that respect. Right. For Keith and TGI Sunday uh, this coming week will be Salt and Sanctuary. Nice. Which, does that come out tomorrow or is that next week? That's out, that's out tomorrow. If you pre-order okay. it tonight, you get a discount, but it's out tomorrow. Gotcha. That's from the guys that did the dishwasher on Xbox. Right. And it's it's a really good game. I, I played it a couple times already. And then for Fernandez, frustra- Frustration Friday. Uh, frustration Friday. Uh, he says, I don't know. Ray and I need to see if we can ascertain what is going on with those streams crashing every time, regardless of which service we stream to. So he's trying to decide what to do with that, uh, but they're gonna they're gonna tweak it. They're gonna try it. They're what gonna see. That? What was that again? They need to ascertain what is going on with those streams crashing every time, regardless of which service we stream to. It's his internet. But he's been doing Sunday streams with no problem. Well, yeah, but it, it could be that. Friday, his internet, if he's on a cable connection or like on ATTU verse, it's probably yeah. used more on Friday and he's getting less bandwidth or it's a more shared jitter. cable connection. Yeah. A, or a shared cable connection. Yeah. yeah it's would do that. It's yeah. His internet connection. So yeah, he's trying to figure it out, but he even said that he doesn't know if it's running with the camera and party chat or if it's too much traffic due to Friday evening or what it is. It's Friday but evening. They're going to mess around with it and see what they can do. Yeah. So, because party chat usage is really low in terms of network usage. So either way, there will be the Sunday. So that's going on. Okay. And that is that. All right. Uh, and then we're also talking about the RPG, the side quest. Uh, so the boys have new microphones on the way to their houses. Uh, blue microphones uh, actually helped us out quite a bit. And uh, we got them both a couple of blue microphones for the new uh, side quest. So as soon as they get those, get them set up. Hopefully they'll uh, be able to record another podcast. We'll see how that goes. And uh, hopefully start getting those put out regularly. So we can cater to the RPG fans even more. Yay. Yay. All right. Uh, Someone else with a new microphone. Our buddy Dave came on uh, before we recorded tonight, and uh, we talked a little bit about The Division, so check that out. All right, well, uh, since my shitty thumb doesn't work yet, uh, we had to have somebody else work on this game, even though it was already planned that he was going to work on this game. Uh, We all know him as Destiny Dave, but maybe there's a possibility we might call him Division Dave. You never know. Hi, Dave. I've heard that all week already. <laughs> Aww. That's all right. So uh want to have Dave on to, do, to uh, do the review for The Division. Uh, obviously, Ubisoft 
did something a little different, and I think it was probably the right choice, but they did not really send out review copies of the game until the day it came out uh, because it, you know, it relies so heavily on uh, having the servers populated, having other people out there, you know, et cetera. So, um, you know, th- there's been a lot of comparison to Destiny even before the game came out. Um, and, and there are a lot of mechanics kind of like that, but that's why it was, I think even at E3 we were talking about Dave probably doing the review for this. Because uh, I think you understand those mechanics better better than anybody else in the uh, in in the staff. Yeah, I've learned them from just playing as much of Destiny as I have with all the different classes and everything like that. The core gameplay mechanics are totally different, but the menu system and setup is similar. Yeah, I, I see some of the similarities, even you know, playing from the beta and what I've the very limited amount I've played of the real game. So, well, just uh, take us into it. Okay, so the concept behind it is there is some, they tested this after 9-11, something called Base of Operations Dark Winter, um, and that was a bioterroristic attack. Like, this is – our Dark Winter is a real test that the government ran, and it showed, like, how crazy um, – we as society rely on things like power and electricity and oil and water and everything like that. And what could or would happen if a generic or large bioterrorist attack happened? And they just chose New York City this time for the basis of the division. Of course. It's either there or San Francisco. So, <laughs> so um, it's a third-person shooting game with action RPG elements. Right. That's the core of the game and the base of what you're doing. So a lot of the streams I've done over the weekend and stuff like that, people are like, would I like this game? Do you think this is for everybody? And my first inclination would be if you aren't a fan of like playing Uncharted and those third-person mechanics, you're not going to like this game no matter what. Like If you're not used to the camera angles and cover-based shooting and, and all of those things, you're going to struggle in this game. And if you don't like inventory management, you're not going to like this game either. <laughs> That's the one, the one big thing that scares me about it, because I've watched a couple of your streams, and like I said, I've played it myself, and I think that's the one piece of it that personally kind of confuses me a little bit still. Yeah, and we've talked before about like gear replacing gear, and that frustrated some people, like with Destiny, like, oh, I worked so hard to get this, and now you're telling me that what I just got is better? Get used to that, like, tenfold in division. <laughs> like, no! like, Josh, I know you're, like, a hoarder. You can't hoard things because your backpack gets full. You have to, like, break things down. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then the, the rate of stuff where you can look at something that increases your health but decreases your DPS or increases your stamina. Like, there's so many statistics and things that you can look at that even I don't have a full grasp and understanding right. of yet or seeing the effects. For the, for the benefit of those that don't know, define DPS. Oh, I'm sorry. Damage per second. All right. So, like, when you, again, when you play Borderlands and Destiny, you take the shot and you see it impact and then you see a number come off. That's right. your quote unquote damage per second. So, the higher DPS, the more damage you do. Like, but then it's also your health and your stamina dictate how much damage you take and how quickly you recover your shields and, and all those things as well. Right. Okay. 
so you spawn into the game. Uh, it does a cutscene and things like that where there's a bioterroristic attack that happens on Black Friday, and somebody does it with cash. Hmm. Um, where the disease uh, smallpox is put on money, and that's how it's spread, and it's spread through New York City. They don't really hash through everything like really, really well, and I think that the more open-world games that I've been playing, I've learned that it's really hard to tell a good story in an open-world game. Sure. Because you can't necessarily control where you go when you do missions or do side missions or rescue missions and things like that. So what they do do very well is that you pick up intel, um, like whether it's cell phones scattered out the city, laptops, um, uh, things in the game called Echoes that you pick up that kind of do like a hologram mini cutscene where you can kind of see what's going on or what happened during the bioterrorist attack because you're trying to figure out who did it and go through that whole process and then, again, as you pick up the intel, you'll get a surveillance camera of a scene that shows, you know, something that went down, like in the mall with the guy transferring money. Or you get cell phone recordings of the experience that people were having, like talking to their parents, you know, in Chicago and telling them that the city is locked down and, and all these things are happening. Um, so there's a whole lot of that going on. And you can kind of watch that at your own leisure. There is a story there. It's just really hard to call it a continue of a continuation of story of and point a point b so far do you think that there's enough story there or does it feel very destiny-ish where it's very thin um i think it's better than destiny uh story like the story and the writing and everything is better but it's still like you're not really sure like why you're doing what you're doing sure you're just there and you have a job and you put the mission on the waypoint and you go there and that's what it felt like to me, but again, I haven't really played it too much. Um, now, with with talking about that as a whole game, yes, but like the story-based missions have a very good... The boss that you're fighting at the end is talking to you like over the intercoms when you're in the power plant and stuff like that, and the character development there is very good. Like By the time you get to them, you kind of have a hate for him because you know what he's doing or trying to do and, and things like that, so... Those 15, 17, 20-minute missions do a very good job, small within themselves. Okay. So that's very good uh, part of it. So the other thing that's nice is that you can change your loadout in the middle of your fights. Right. So if you're fighting something and you're having a hard time or you realize that two of you need to be healers, you can go into your menus, change your loadout, change your uh, your perks and your skills and your talents and adjust it to what you think you need to do. The main three core mechanics that are in the game are uh, tech, security, and medical. Right. Um, they do a really good job like in your base of operations, which is like your major social space where you go in there. And the place is a New York City post office, and it's just decimated, destroyed. And as you upgrade through completing missions, completing side missions, gathering intel, rescuing people, you either get tech points, security points, or medical points. And they, um, you use those to upgrade things, which give you more skills and talents and perks in the game and also makes the base of operations cosmetically look better. The pharmacy is cleaned up and it's working now and the water filtration section is working and and all those things. So you can kind of like see your progress. And then as you walk into the base operations too, it has this big chart on the wall that shows you where you're at. 
So the feeling of like accomplishment as you get all three of them up to 100% or you look through what you want to play and, and you want to be a healer and, and that's more important to you and you want to focus on that, like you, you can go that direction or you can go the direction of tech or security. Right, right. And those are all things that help you help your team and make it easier on you because in order for you to get to level 30, which is the max level, I believe that you're going to have to complete all the wings to 100% anyways. That's what it sounded like, yeah. So in that way, you're fully unlocked player when you're doing endgame challenges and things like that so you can you're not going to run into the situation where it's like oh i can only i'm I'm just a healer so i can only do this you're not going to have those characters hopefully you'll have the people that are just really comfortable with their skills and their talents and their loadout and they're not going to want to change right but you can have four people in your fire team and uh i don't even know if it's called a fire team but that's a destiny term sorry (laughs) just can't get away Um, from that destiny yeah now, this is the first negative that I ran into the game. So I got the game on Tuesday. It took forever to download on my system. Forever. Yeah, you were because you get the digital version, and it did the thing where um, you get the initial game and you can start playing, but then it does the whole background, the application data thing. Mm-hmm. But you had a weird experience with it. Yeah, so I downloaded the game. Uh, you know, I started the download from work on my phone, and you know, made sure that I had enough space and everything. And my son's like, "Yeah, it's downloading." Get home from work, eat dinner, look at the screen, and it's downloaded. I'm like, "Cool." Launch the game, start playing it. I'm in a tutorial mission. I'm customizing my character, running through the mission. I get to the end of the mission, and you go through this gate to go to Manhattan, and it's like. Two hours and 12 minutes and 45 seconds. I'm like, what the Ugh. hell is this? So then I look in my notifications and there's another... The game hasn't finished installing. So the first 24 gigs of the 32 gigs installed and it said, okay, you can play. And then the next eight gigs took almost longer than the initial in-game install took to. Yeah. Jeez. I know it was Tuesday night and everybody was getting home from work and downloading it. And, you know, Josh was on the internet, so that slows everything down. That's true. He sucks up all the bandwidth. It's because I have the fastest bandwidth. (laughs) That Indian internet graveyard, right? Yep. Um, So it took a long time, like to the point where I had to like walk away from the game because I was like, okay, this is annoying. (laughs) Well, and then, you know, we're we're talking to Dave and and we're saying like, pause that download and restart it because sometimes it'll, it'll find a new node that has more bandwidth available. And you were saying it wouldn't even let you do that. The first, it did eventually let me do that about a half an hour after you and I talked about that. It did finally let me do it, but it wasn't at the time letting me do it. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So once that installed, it was fine. I got kicked out of the game a couple times um, Tuesday night. I'm just going to chalk that up to launch day woes of an online only game that's. From what I was reading, it was happening everywhere. It was happening on Xbox One. It was happening on PC. It was, yeah. It's not acceptable, but it happens. It's kind of become. The norm. Part of gaming culture now. Yeah. Where if it's a game that has a lot of online components, just don't even expect it to work very well on launch day. Yeah. I mean, at least popular. we weren't on PC because PC doesn't support, like, I guess, pass through or ghosting functionality in the game. Right. So then and people, people were having up. to queue up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the first laptop and the first safe house. Yeah. They said, I think I read something that one person said they waited like three hours. I'm like, oh I would have never God. done that. I would have got out and tried to get back in on a different server or something. Wow. 
So, you know, I never realized. I had to talk to a couple people at work that play on PC, and I'm like, explain this to me. Like, why can't you just walk through the person that's not on your team? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, um, so you're, you're dropped in, and then you're, the whole loot grind starts up. People, are, If you want to play this game and take your time and get to, Mac, get to level 30 and go through the story and have your beginning, middle, and end, you can do that. But it looks like the, the core, challenging, fun part of the game is going to be the end game mode, which is the challenge missions for the higher loot, the daily mm. challenges, the weekly challenges... That's where it starts to get into that repetitive destiny mode. Right. Um, there, I, th- I didn't count them, but I think there's like 15 core story missions and then tons of encounters and side missions. And the New York's obviously set up in neighborhoods and it's set up in neighborhoods um, in the division as well. Times Square. Um, I didn't. Chelsea Park. Josh, is that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, Chelsea, Chelsea's an area. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea's a home. Yeah, I didn't. I wanted to write them all down, and I didn't get a chance today. But I, it sounds like the areas are pretty accurate to the areas in New York. Um, I just want to be able to go across the river and blow up Josh's house. <laughs> Hoping that's, that's DLC. Yeah, that's DLC. Um, <laughs> and then, so each area in the game is dictated by the level. However, you can go wherever you want. Like, you can yeah. truly go wherever you want in this game, but you could accidentally turn right down a street and run a couple hundred feet and end up in a level 17 area <laughs> and get pwned. Which was hilarious to watch you because you obviously didn't have any patience for a while. And you would just run in and all of a sudden a guy would just come up and bash you in the head with a bat. <laughs> what the hell? I'm like, wow, yeah. I even saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I, so, some of what... Glenn's talking about that he was seeing is the first negative that I've run into this with this game. That's frustrating, yeah. and I don't know how to f- how I don't know the actual good way to fix it. So I was playing with Stoff and uh, Palmer. I was a level seven or eight, and Stoff was a twenty-one. Yep. Everything that we were fighting was a sixteen. Now, is it because Stoff was like the party leader, or it doesn't no. matter? It doesn't matter because the couple times that he dropped out, it went oh, back yeah. to normal. And then when he would rejoin, it would change. Like I was party leader. Ben was party leader. He did some a little bit. So it's based on – I think it splits the difference based on who's in your team. Okay. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah, you guys were getting – I mean, honestly, I don't know if I would have put it up with it as long as you guys did because – all I heard the whole because one of your streams was like four and a half hours, and mm-hmm. all I heard was it's because Stoff is twenty one. It's because he's twenty. Oh, I got killed again. I got one shot at again. I got one yeah. shot at again. It was pretty rough. And yeah, like, Palmer and I played have played a little bit more together as like just a group of two, and we've been kind of going through. And you get a lot of XP because you're fighting higher level enemies, but it's it's not worth the the grind of like the oh let me just hide behind cover and cower yeah. why somebody and that's what i was going to ask because i had the same problem or a similar problem when i played borderlands 2 with uh johnny's boy and i can't remember who else but they were like these insane high levels and i was just starting out and i was getting all this xp but it was pretty much i couldn't even participate because mm-hmm. if i got close to anything i would just get mauled right away so, I mean, I understand why this mechanic exists, because, like, let's say that your hand gets better, like, in a month, and you're ready to go, and you want to play, and you're like, hey, right. Dave, help me out. Like, cool. I would more than happy to do that, but it's not going to be fun for you. Right. 
because you're not going to be able to do anything and I'm and I'm not going to be like super overpowered because it's tearing everything to me. You'd probably be fighting everything that's a 24 or a 25. Right. And I know why that exists, so I can't just put you in my bag and just run you through everything to 30. I know <laughs> like why destiny. that mechanic is there. <laughs> but there needs to be like a damage cap. Like Destiny has a damage cap. If you're right. a level 34 and you're shooting at a level 20, you're going to do 10,000. That's the most that you can do, and it's like a quarter of his health. You're going to feel strong and do some serious damage, but you're not going to just walk through and one-shot everything. And your, your partners are going to be of equal damage to him. Right. So I don't know if that's the fix, if that's even a fix, but it was pretty annoying. Oh, I could tell. <laughs> I could definitely tell when I was watching. Um, and then the scaling is 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 good, and it's it's crazy. Then, like most games, like one one to two players is like the sweet spot. Three is okay, and four gets a little crazy. Yeah, when you have a full team of four, I think we had like an eight, a nine, an eleven, and a twenty-one in our team because Aggie <laughs> was in there too. Yeah, stop, stop just kept throwing you guys off. It was pretty fun to watch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that. That's where a lot of it comes from. the The map in the game is just huge. Yes, it is. Um, there are safe houses in in every neighborhood. They're not the easiest thing to find all the time, right? Um, but once you find them, you can. There's there's gear vendors there and weapon vendors, um, and then you have the ability to fast travel there. So fast travel is a thing for places that you've been to before. So a lot of the times, like, people will gather the intel and go to the safe houses in the neighborhoods and then do all the missions and then find the next safe house and do all the missions. Kind of, like, clear a neighborhood out as you go. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, safe houses. Uh, the dark zone is the area of New York. It's in the center of New York that has been where the the damage was at the highest in terms of the bioterroristic attack. And that's been walled off. And that's kind of like the PVP, the player versus player environment. There is some PVE elements into there, player versus environment versus the AI. Um, I haven't gone into the dark zone much because everything I've been seeing and reading has been saying it's kind of pointless until you're 30. Hmm. Meaning you have a PVE yeah, but level. You're older than 30. <laughs> Not Aren't that you? much older, Josh. All right. Just um, but so just like most games, if you're a level 18 and you complete a level 18 mission, you're going to get drops that are probably level 19 or 20 drops of maybe a couple thousand more points, you know, maybe, you know, a couple of t- 10 or 20 more points of like uh, armor um if you go in the dark zone, you have a separate level with the dark zone, mm. and you can level that up as you go, and that that goes pretty quick as well, but you're going to get gear based on your dark zone level. So, like, if you're a level 20 in PvE, and you're going to level 10 in the dark zone, you're going to get pretty much, like, level 10 or 12 drops. So it's already... The gear you already have is more than likely better. Sure. The Dark Zone level cap is 50, though, and in the game right now, the PvE level cap is 30. Um, and I, my feeling of everything that people have been telling me is that whatever you get, let's say you get some level 17 or 18 Dark Zone drops, and then you go back out and do some level 20 or 22 missions, that gear is already going to be replaced. Huh. 
it's already going to be better. And then when you do a level 25 mission, it's already going to be better. And then you go back in the dark zone and you get a 21 drop. It's not going to be as good as your 25 drop. Hmm. I don't know that for a fact because the PvP area I don't fully understand right now. And I haven't really delved deep into it. And I'm probably going to do a completely separate write-up of the dark zone once I get it really figured out. Sure. Um, it will be in my written review because I will go in there before I do the final written review and figure it out. But in terms of like an in-depth look of what you need to do and what's good and what's not good, uh, that might be a separate tips version of the game or something. Hmm, okay. Um, so that's the core mechanics of the game. The cutscenes are nice. They're, they look good. The writing of them is good. The interactions... You, I, I feel like they've done a much better job than like Destiny did of like making you care about what you're doing because you're helping yeah. the medical wing, you're helping the tech guy, you're helping the security guy. That's something I noticed right away. Um, personally, between the two games, I just feel more compelled to play the division. You know, and I think that's part of it is because you seem to be working towards something instead of some disembodied voice giving you a mission. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the, so once you hit 30 and you completed the story missions, it unlocks daily challenge missions, which are the same missions that you just did. Um, the same story missions, they're not different, but they're just higher level, higher level means higher gear. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then they've, uh, Ubisoft has laid out the entire year. Okay. Um, of DLC. There's three planned DLC packs with with a lot of endgame mode. There's supposed to be like one or two endgame content updates that are going to be free, if I, if I understood what they were saying. There's one coming like in a couple weeks. Um, there's supposed to be like a quote-unquote raid-like activity of a four-man um, longer story mission. Sure. So we'll have to see what those are or aren't going to be like. So right now... They're not in the game. So that's what you're hearing is the most, you know, the vocal minority of the community is blitzing through the game and then saying, now what? Yeah, somebody hit the level cap like three days after it came out or something. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. So they got to be first. Yeah. So, I mean, like you can you can just blitz right through the game if you want. There's a lot of stuff you can do. I think I probably have close to 20 hours in and it's about okay. an hour a level. Um. Because I, I know I've got like two streams going on YouTube of like four hours for five hours a piece. And then I played four or five hours off stream and then a little bit here and a little bit there. Sure, sure. So I know I'm up above 17 hours and I'm not quite done yet. So in terms of like if you're not one of these guys that wants to play like end game modes or super hardcore transmit um, missions and things like that. And you don't want to do the PvP. It's probably a 25 to 30 hour beginning to end experience. Hmm. pretty substantial yeah definitely and then you got all the dark zone stuff too mm-hmm. so. so the game looks visually look you know i hate i was gonna say almost visually looks amazing <laughs> <laughs> the visuals are really cool like the weather effects and the environment um i really would like josh to either watch or play the game because i've heard a couple people that live in new york say it's really close in mm-hmm. terms of how the cities and the apartments and everything are set up hmm. So it would be interesting to get a perspective of somebody that was spent as much time in the city as Josh has. Um, well, just so, that one <clears throat> that one thing that they kept showing off with Madison Square Garden and the post office and everything there, that 
looked identical to How me. close is Madison Square office to the post office? Madison. Madison Square Garden is literally across the street. Okay. Then that's right. The post office. Because the yeah. first mission you do is Madison Square Garden. No, yeah. I, from that little bit that I saw, that's mm-hmm. exactly, it looks identical. Even when I went down to one of the subway stations, it reminded me of the one that I was in last year when I went into the city to go to that uh, Sunset Overdrive thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it seemed really similar. Uh, just the way they had the turnstiles, all the tile, everything just, it, it honestly, I mean, you know, I, I'm not an old, old, uh, old hat at this or anything, but the, the, the two times I've been in, in subway stations, it's, it just felt really similar. See, so. and that would be interesting. The interesting thing would be to see if they got the colors right, because different subway stations have different colors and things like that. And mm-hmm. When you get up, like, I don't know that the game goes that far, but when you get up by, like, 86th Street and you get up by the the um, the History Museum, the American Natural History Museum, mm-hmm. um, the subway station there has fossils kind of built into the tile wall, like hmm. real fossil, where they look like real fossils built into the tile wall. It's pretty freaking awesome. The oh, first wow. time I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is so cool. <laughs> and that's kind of the neat thing about it in New York. Like a lot of the sta- some, a lot of the stations are generic, but you have those areas where they they kind of customize the station to make it look cool or make it look like the area that it's in, you know? Yeah. And they do different colors in the tiles and things like that, depending on where you are. So I definitely, that felt, would be interesting to see. Yeah. I definitely felt distinct differences in the districts and I'm sure the game tried to do that. Like it felt like there was like a residential districts and then business restaurant well, districts, you know, and that's the funny thing. Like the first time when I first started working in the city, we were, my office was in lower Manhattan. It was right by, it was a block off of wall street. It was right near the world trade center and everything. And one day in the summer, um, I, I forget what time. I think I was only at work for like half a day or something, whatever it was. I took the train all the way up to hundred and whatever street, like the top end of uh central park. Okay. And I thought, because I wanted to see Central Park, I'm like, oh, let me see Central Park. So I walked from the north end of it all the way down through Central Park, and I was like, I might as well keep going. And I walked all the way through the city, all the way down to the lower end of Manhattan. It was the first time I'd been in the city like that, the first time I'd done that. But what amazed me about it, and you're seeing it now in the game, for a lot of it, I was walking down Broadway, and... And some other streets there, but what amazed me about it was you go from massive high scra- you know, skyscrapers um, with thousands and thousands of people on the street, and then you go one more block and the streets are empty, and <laughs> it looks completely different. Like the change in the buildings and the change in the neighborhoods, it really has its own neighborhoods all through the city. And you wouldn't know to look at it from the sky. You know, it just looks like a big city. Yeah. But when you get in there and you start walking, you get the small neighborhood-looking places. You get the the little restaurants with, with the, you know, the outdoor seating and everything. And then you get to business area again. And then you get to 
you know, uh, the fashion district and you get to the restaurant area and you get, you know, you, as you're walking through there, you see all these very diverse and different neighborhoods within the city itself. It's amazing to walk through like that. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I, think they, I would just, that's love what they've to, done in the game. I think I would just love to send Josh my file and just let him walk around. The city. Like, that's <laughs> not right. That's right. You know? Cause he won't, if he walked, tried to walk around the city, he'd get shot. Well, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Yeah. <laughs> in this game. Um, so the scale of it, of the game, it, you know, some things have to suffer. So we did run yeah. into some glitches of where I felt like I was getting shot through cover, shot around walls, stuck mm. on the environment. Um, you know, Palmer would get stuck in a, you know, in a corner and couldn't get out. Um, I feel like when you're in cover and you click the button to reload, he decides to, hey, stand up and look at me while I'm reloading. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Palmer is kind of a show-off. Yeah. Well, it was happening to me, too. So it's just like the – I don't want to say like classic Ubisoft where the controls are a little wonky, but (sighs) they are. Hmm. Like. The the cover system is great though. Like you're behind yeah. a, a, a counter and you can kind of look up a little bit and kind of like change your camera and you can point to another counter or a crate and hold X and he'll go there and he'll stay low and he'll stay in cover. Um, the all the fights that you have are in a and usually in a large environment where you can flank somebody or hey you distract them and they kind of go around and you can throw your talent at them of like a I've got this recently unlocked this little like robot mine kind of ball thing where Ooh. I can throw it out there and it homes in on the enemy and like lines them up and like in phantasm like a what like in phantasm it's a movie you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, so that's you know like it, that's always interesting. Um, there's a couple talents you can unlock that like let you put down a health box that puts out the, an right. area of an environment that you can you can stay in that box and be getting health given to you. And it's a huge area. It's got a nice AOE to it. Um, the one thing that keeps happening a lot in the game though is that you'll do like a hostage rescue and you'll find the key and you'll unlock the door. And then they open the door, and it's like, oh, thank you so much. And they stand right in the doorway. <laughs> yep. And they don't move. And there's loot behind them, like in the room. <laughs> and you need them to move. <laughs> and then they move, and you go in the room and get the loot. And then they come back and stand in the door so you can't get out. Yeah, yeah. And you can't move them. Like, you can't roll into them and push them, <laughs> and you can't pass through them. There's a couple t- there was one. Just shoot them in the kneecap. They don't take damage. <laughs> we tried. Palmer and I got stuck in a room in the subway. Yeah. We couldn't get out. He had yeah. to fast travel to the safe house <laughs> to get out, and then I had to spawn on him. Um, and, th- and that's actually one thing about the game that started reminding me a little bit of the Destiny-type games, where and, and even MMOs, etc., where you'll have a lot of kind of grinding and side missions that are very similar. So you've got a lot of the hostage rescues where you have to go find these hostages or you have to find an item, a really stupid, like meaningless item or, uh, the one where you have to go into the apartment buildings and scan the, the boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, it's par for the course for these kind of games, but it is there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the, the, the grind is real to a certain yeah. extent. I thought there's a lot of hostage encounter missions. There's yeah. a lot of supply protection missions and there's a lot of like, 
I don't. I I wanted to, again. I wanted to look it up today, and I didn't get a chance. I don't know what the JTF stands for, but they're like the police task force that's in New York right now. Right. They're helpless <laughs> in the game because <laughs> it's always like tag this for the JTF, protect this for the JTF. It's, it's the Canadian Salvation Navy. <laughs> I was just like, jeez. <laughs> so you do a lot of JTF stuff, and then uh, in terms of when you get into each district or neighborhood. Like you, you end up talking to a different JTF agent that's kind of giving you your side missions, and as he's talking to you on your way to the missions, um, that's kind of cool because he's each one of them has their own personality. Like there's one guy that has a cold, and he sounds really nasally and really nerdy and sneezes a lot while he's talking to you. <laughs> Was he Mort Goldman? <laughs> oh God, uh, I, I need you to uh, go get some antihistamines for me. And there's another guy that's really um, into, like, the acting and talking. And he makes it seem like you're doing, like, an action movie role for Wait, him. Is, is, is his name Keith? <laughs> acting! <No>. Um, <laughs> so there's – like, that – they do a really good job of that. Like, with each district you go into, that you're, you're kind of doing the same thing, but you're getting a different perspective about it. Um, you're trying to fix the water filtration plants, like I said, take control of a power plant. Uh, and, and again, Josh, is there a old school power plant on Manhattan? Isn't there one right in the water or something? Oh, okay. Josh fell asleep. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so like, like all that stuff was really cool. And if that's truly what New York is like, that makes it even better. Like, because that means that they spent a lot of time working on this. Yeah. Um, but you know, there is matchmaking in the game. So each district that you go into, um, there's Josh. No, that was me hitting my mic. Oh, okay. My hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, each district you go into, uh, you like I said, you go into the safe house. You have the ability to fast travel to that safe house, and then there's a spot that says "Find Other Agents." And you can click and hold square on that, and you can say, I'm in this district, and I want to work on this stuff. So that's good. Oh, that's good. cool. Yeah. You, when you go to start a mission, it, it can, there's an option. Like, the, the mission shows up on the screen. Um, as you, you can just run right through that screen if you want to, but it stops there, and it says, set difficulty, um, find other agents. You know, So you can set the criteria, what difficulty you want to run it on, and then they're there. Which would be really cool for endgame. Sure. Um, the at least in the dark zone in the beta, the as you got close to somebody that wasn't on your team, if they had a mic, you could hear them. So like proximity chat. Okay. So, um, but I I did every time that I've played this game, I've been in a party. Right. So I don't know if that proximity chat works like in the safe houses or when you just run into another guy in the in the world. Um. So. Visually, like I was talking about, like the the cosmetic stuff you can do, your jacket, your pants, your shoes, your hat, you know, your scarf, you can change all that stuff. Your Magnum PI sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is like the snow hitting your hat sticks to your hat. Yeah, I noticed that. The blizzard effect when the wind's blowing, like you can't see 10 feet in front of you. Like when it's a really bright, sunny day. Um, you look up at the sun and like, it's all glowing orange and everything like that. And then the, like, I got fooled multiple times, like running past something and the sun would shine down the alley. And I'd be like, Oh wait, is there like an object down there? I'm going to go get, and it's just the sun. <laughs> so there was like this, you know, these long, like towers of light because the little alleyways between the buildings and stuff like that. 
Um, and that was all there. Like, the lighting engine is great. Cool. The game looks really good. The glitches and the gameplay, um, some of the things that I ran into, like, it's still third person. It's not going to be as precise. It's not a shooter at heart. It seriously feels to me like Mass Effect. Like, it, it's it's that third person shooter that has the dice rolls happening in the background. And it's not the shooting from Destiny. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's an RPG slash action, RPG slash MMO first, mm-hmm. and a shooter second or third. Yeah, I mean, it's an action RPG with third-person shooter mechanics. It's an RPG. You said it. It's an <laughs> it RPG. Oh, well, there's definitely RPG elements in this game. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, you, it's like, just a straight-up RPG. It's a JRPG. <laughs> all, the women, all the women characters have big boobs that bounce all over the place, and... Yeah, it's Glenn and Josh's way of making me review different games now. Like, oh, you took care of that. So, <laughs> so wait, Dave's one of our RPG guys now? No. Okay. Apparently. I think so. Um, but, like, you can get really in-depth into your perks and talents where you go from cover to cover and get a 2% damage increase. Uh, your mods and your weapons, your scopes can be a chance at a 2.5% increase on elites. Like, there's a lot sure. of stuff. You can put a uh, a grip on your gun, a different magazine clip, a scope, skins, all those things. You can mod all your weapons. You can mod your backpacks, your holster, your armor, your gloves. All that stuff can be modded. Yeah. Uh, there's crafting in the game. There's recal- recalibrating in the game where you can re-roll certain stats. Um, there's a lot. You can spend time in that base of operations, like, as a level 25, 30... You could spend hours and they're just tinkering with crap. Definitely, yeah. Um, and you get bigger backpacks, which you can hold more stuff. You break this. You can break the stuff down and get parts out of it. You can sell the stuff to other vendors. And it's it, it's overwhelming. Like you have to really like look at the numbers. And I know some people that have been playing that they just keep buying things. I'm like, I'm not buying anything. I'm just going to wait for the drop. Like, <laughs> um. So with all that stuff, like. I don't feel I feel like they could do a better job of explaining what you're doing in terms of your risk reward or if you do this it's going to affect this or this is how you get this up. Yeah, I agree. Firearm rating, your stamina rating, all that stuff. I agree. I think that, that that's a little bit thin. Um so it it's a good game. Um it's not a great game. Uh hmm. It it has its flaws and it has its good things and and you know things like that. So it's like a seven and a half. Okay. Um, partially because there should we're a week out. There should be some type of big end game thing going on right now. Yeah. A week to ten days, we should at least know what's coming. Um, they've kind of talked about what's coming, but they haven't really hinted at it. They've talked about what's in the three DLC packs, but they haven't talked about what's in the in-game update. Okay. So, um, but I still think that... I know that the average player, like even like myself, we're almost a week out and I'm not at max level yet, but you got to take care of the, the hardcore player. You have to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they necessarily did that right away. Or maybe the, they looked at all the numbers and said the quote-unquote hardcore or maybe... Less than one percent of the game, and you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I and the seven point five isn't based on it not being there. It's based on 
the not having a damage cap and being able to help your friends really bothers me. Yeah, I think that's the biggest uh, fault of the game right now, honestly. Uh, the glitching in the game, I just don't know if that should be happening on PS4 and Xbox One now. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. don't think you should get stuck on a crate or get a bad spawn or, you know, like the one of the missions was spawning and what it it has an interesting checkpoint system to it as well like when, if you die when you guys are spawning in and getting flamed right away yeah <laughs> because the checkpoint system doesn't really reset anything like yeah. it kind of puts you back at the beginning of the checkpoint but the damage you did to the boss is still intact right but if he's standing right in front of you you're kind of screwed um and then working as a team like Again, I, I I think that the there's so many different people playing these games now that you know, like if if Andy or Jason picked this game up and they would understand all this stuff and they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna put the damage boost down right here and we're all gonna stand here. Like I don't necessarily understand that as well as Andy or Jason would. Sure. And when you're working with three or four guys that are like, oh, this game looks really cool and it's a third-person shooter and it looks like Last of Us mixed with Destiny and things like that, they don't understand the stand-behind cover because I just put a cover boost behind us and we have the health pack behind us here that's going to regen our health and our ammo. Sure. So I really wish the game would do a better job of explaining that to you, whether that means longer tutorials or showing you like clips of how this stuff really works. It's weird. I mean, to me, and I always liked the the gameplay in Destiny and, and Mass Effect, you know, those type of games. But this one, I th- just the little bit I've played so far, even and what I played in the beta, I really like the core gameplay mechanics of this game more than the other ones. And I think that's part of of why I feel so compelled to play it. Um, I just haven't been able to yet. You know, I tried it the other day with my thumb, and I got to level three. Uh, so baby steps, but. It just, I don't know what it was, but it really did grab me a little bit. And I did like the fact that it just seemed a little bit easier to understand where to go and what to do for the side mission stuff. Whereas in Destiny, I would always get confused because it would say like, oh, we'll go to Mars, to the mm-hmm. to the mines of Algarath and do whatever. And I'm like, huh, what the shit are you talking about? But at least yeah. this, it's it's in one big city in sections and... Number one, it's recognizable because it's New York City. Number two, because the map actually kind of shows you what to do, and it's got a really good system, uh, kind of GPS system built into it. To me, even playing alone, I felt more comfortable, whereas Destiny, I hate playing the game alone. I absolutely, Mm -hmm. I I abhor playing that game alone. And you can play this game alone. A lot of times, like when people were talking to me about Destiny, they're like, oh, can you give me tips for playing solo? I go, yeah, don't. Don't. <laughs> um, in the in the division, Stoff got to like level twenty three like by himself. Yeah, because he has no friends. Um, <laughs> you know, like, or you can just play with two people and go through and just and have a you know have a good time talking, playing but, through the game, you know, helping each other out, or right. you can just play by yourself. But what you got to before, it sucks that that happened because now I can't go in and play with Stoff for a long time because he's at level whatever twenty two, twenty three now, and I'm at level three. Mm-hmm. So now I either have to try to find people that are close to my level, but because I'm starting late, I'm I'm really low level, or I have to try to stick it out with people that are higher. Huh? Which is good because there's matchmaking. I want to make sure that people know that. Which is huge. 
yeah. but at the same time, I'd rather play with people I know, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's the thing. It, it kind of takes that social aspect away with it. If you haven't started with each other from the beginning, you know, you, you, a lot of that stuff that you've been doing with destiny for so long, you know, you get the forums thread saying, does somebody want me to help them get through whatever? Yeah, you can still do, do that. that in destiny very easily in this. It's, it's a lot tougher because of that, uh, the way that it kind of splits up where the levels are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's a big negative to me. Like, I agree. I don't I totally want to like make another character just to play with Glenn. Like, I don't want to do that. Well, you're gonna have to, <laughs> which is fine. Because <laughs> boss said so. Um, boss says so. Josh didn't say anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and that's the other thing that I there's. You can make more than one character, but I don't know why. Nobody's been able to tell me the benefit of it. Is it a chance to uh, grind to thirty and get more drops? Yeah, is it a chance to grind to thirty and get more drops? Can you um, swap? I don't know items and everything between the characters. I would think that you could because each room has each safe house and the base of operations has a stash, sure. a box that you can stash stuff in. But at the same time, if I'm level thirty and I put all my good guns in there and I bring my level five up, he can't use them because they're level thirty weapons. Right. So I don't. Hmm. Other than grinding him to 30 which i don't know why you would want to do that but at the same time i did do it two times in destiny um (laughs) i don't i feel like that grind is harder in the division so i don't know i'll have to look into that i mean that's one of my big questions and we're not gonna be able to answer it for a while but to see like in six months is it going to get as boring as destiny did in terms of the grind Mm-hmm. Of doing the daily, doing the weekly, and it's the same missions every time. And, you know, obviously we already kind of know that that stuff is, is similar to the missions you already did. But how are they going to handle that months out? And that and that's a big question. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a concern that a lot of people have after playing Destiny for so long. And, and this is really the next big game in that kind of genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, since Destiny the, and, and MMO RPG social yeah. game, I don't yeah. know what to call them anymore. But and that's kind of why the story was hard. Like when you play a linear game, you're kind of just playing it by yourself. Right. But I'm always in a party. There's something going on. Somebody's talking during the cutscenes, and it kind of makes you disconnected from the story. Usually, it's Johnny <laughs> or Aggie. Yeah. So, like, when those kind of things happen, like, there's been times that I know that I've been playing a game, and I'm like, you know what? I got to leave the party for like an hour because I got to go through this part. Yeah. (laughs) But it has nothing to do with the noise they're making or talking or whatever they're doing. It has to do with I want to pay attention to what I'm doing. And and I've done that before too. I mean, you know, you're on the you're in the party, and sometimes you're not even playing the same game. You're just socializing, and all of a sudden I'm like, I got to listen to this game, and you, you just drop out, you know. And I think. In a game where there's three or four players on your team, like you're gonna be prone to say, "Hey, what'd you do at work today?" or "How's the family?" and you know things like that. Those are gonna happen, and I think they happen in non-combat situations. Well, usually I don't ask that stuff because I really don't care. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. Oh, good. <laughs> so yeah, it's getting a seven point five. It's not gonna. I don't see anything. The base game is that's what the base game's getting. I'm sure yeah, we're going to hit have 30 to... and it's just going to open wide open. And you're like, oh my God. But I think that, you know, people's expectations of what this game should have been, have been changed by what destiny should have been and wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, like there needs to be something there like more. And, you know, like, 
if you can, I think I saw somebody platinum the game in like six days. Jeez. You know, like that's not easy. But at the same time, you really can't use that as a basis for anything because there are going to be those people we, we talked about last week. There's always going to be somebody that ha- just has to be the first at doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if they don't sleep for three days. It doesn't matter if they've pretty much strained their heart to make sure that they die by the time they're 31. They just have to be that person. And it's not even about enjoying the game at that point. It's just about grinding your way through it. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's all I got. If there's something you guys want to know, please, I'll start a division thread in the, thor- in the thorums. The in forums. the forums. <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk about the game. Let me yeah. know. And that's what I got. Cool. All right. Well, thanks right. much, Dave. Uh, the new mic sounds a lot better. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Still, sound like you're in a cavern, but that's always going to happen in that house. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting five, four feet in front of a cinder block wall. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's down by his illegal still, and I mean, you got to make mm-hmm. extra money in Detroit somehow. Yeah, you should put a water pur- purification system down there and start, start selling bottled water. I wish that's yeah. like two hours from me, though. So. Oh, it's, you get that big van, though. <laughs> We're gonna miss that van at MGC. Uh, trust me, I want to I go. I want to go, but it's just uh, not going to work. Yeah, E3 or bust, yo. <laughs> yeah, if I can find out. <laughs> Plane tickets are going up and down every day, man. They do. Well, they always do, so don't <laughs> worry about it. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll have Dave on the show again really soon to talk about whatever else. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, once this hand gets better... I'm definitely going to be looking for some help in the division with some some people, and uh, I really like what I've played so far. So I, I definitely want to get deeper into it. I just feel Man, you got that way really cool book. Yeah, that book is pretty cool. It's nice that you can actually buy that book. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like fourteen ninety nine, but it it showed up and it actually has it's like it's set up kind of like you know a diary. So there's like loose pieces of paper inside of it with notes about things and then there's a an actual map of the city like a, a real physical map of the city and i haven't really messed with it too much it's sitting right here actually but uh, i do kind of want to go through it see if it actually gives me any help or if it's just a companion piece mm-hmm. but yeah pretty neat i'll have to i'll have to see if there's any good nuggets in there all right well i took up almost a third of your show so that well, means that, that you guys are going to go over four hours no nah, it just takes the fault. work off of us since <laughs> since i don't really get to play very many games anymore and yeah. Uh, you know, Josh will just talk about Disney Infinity for an hour and a half. I might sprinkle some Lego in there. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's all Lego. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, did, what did he say on the Slack app the other day? What, what the master wants me to play, I play. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> master Mason says you play. Ah, uh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> well, but the problem is the other thing he's been playing he can't talk about yet. So, yeah, yeah. we're screwed about that. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much, sir. Not a problem. Thanks, right. guys. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, thanks very much, Dave, for, for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, it, it is a game I really do want to play. I, I got kind of hooked on it even in the little bit that I played, so I'm looking forward to my thumb working again so I can get some more time in it. Uh, MGC, really quick. I mean, there's not much more I can really talk about that I haven't talked about already, but if you're coming, let us know. We have a thread going on the forums, uh, a roll call thread. Let us know. Uh, let us know when you're coming in. If you're coming in Thursday, if you're coming in Friday, if you're coming in Saturday. 
Uh, let us know if you're going to be in for the movie with us so we can start getting uh, uh, vehicles together so we can get everybody over to breakfast and then over to the movie. Uh, and then also uh, the, the Brewer game. Like I said, we've... Uh, it looks like what we're going to do, the bus leaves at 4 o'clock for the Brewer game, so at 3 o'clock we're going to try to start congregating down in the lobby and we're going to get everybody's wristbands for the weekend, anybody that has a wristband. We're going to try to get those to you then so that uh, you don't have to try to scramble for it on Saturday morning. So I talked to Dan Lucent about it already. We're going to definitely get that set up and everybody will be able to get their stuff before we go to the Brewer game. So it's going to be pretty sweet. And it's going to be a great Brewer week for me because I'm going opening day too. So I think opening day is that Tuesday, and then I go to the game again on Friday with the bus. <laughs> this is going to be badass. <laughs> um, so yeah, just please let us know and, and communicate a little bit with us so we know what to expect. And um, I actually got the, the new projector out. I haven't set up the screen yet, but it looks like it's going to be pretty easy to set up. And I'm going to probably test that this week and make sure everything's ready to go. And we'll have a nice big screen to play on on Saturday night for the party as well. So Yeah. But if you have any questions, definitely let us know in the forums. Shoot us an email, whatever you want to do. If you have any specific questions, we can even try to address them on the podcast the next week or two. And, and um, yeah, bring money. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But I think Thursday night we're thinking about just going down to that uh, New Berlin Ale House again, where you've been, with the bowling alley. Yep. It's a great place. Really good food. Uh, pretty cheap to drink. And it's right down the road from the hotel. So it, it worked out really well in past years. Um, but we'll see how things go. We'll see if the crazies want to go downtown again or something. We'll see how it goes. All right. Email. One email. One email. Uh, which is funny that this happened after my friend was up playing lacrosse at Kane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so this is from Jeremy Levin. Uh, he's asking about Casey Powell Lacrosse 16, which <laughs> came out last week. Yeah. This is probably a better question for Josh since he has lived on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you heard anything about this new lacrosse game coming out this week? Yes. Uh, I did not have a clue a lacrosse game was in the works. Just curious if it ha- if anyone has had a chance to play the game and knows if it is any good or knows if the company making the game is a good developer. I bought Blast Lacrosse for PS1. I have that for PS1 back in the day. I love that game. It was okay, but I did, but I did not care. It was lacrosse game. Yeah. I said, I didn't care whether it was good or not. It was just, it was lacrosse. And it was the only, the only one I know of that was the only lacrosse game I know of that was made for a console. Hmm. And actually, we've talked about that on the podcast, and I forget what episode it was, but the title was The Great Lacrosse Hoax of whatever. <laughs> because you said, no, EA did a lacrosse game, and we got into that whole thing. <laughs> and you had me convinced. I was like, there's no way there. No, I swear, EA, EA did a lacrosse I, game. I still, to this day, think they did one. But <laughs> uh, but at $50 and only digital, it better be good. Like Josh, I like my hard copies. Thanks for any feedback. Keep rocking the show. JLev13. I don't okay. think they make a hard copy. They don't. Yeah. Uh, now this, I, I do know about this. Because the funny thing is, when I saw that there was a lacrosse game coming to the PS4, I was like, what the, f- wait, what? And I looked it up because I saw a trailer 
Yeah. And in the trailer, there was all this information. I was like, oh my gosh. So these guys are this guy. And it's a couple guys that do it. Um, Cross Studio, C-R-O-S-S-E. Yep, yep. Uh, they did, and I own these, uh, on the Xbox 360 in the indie game section where you could get a license and you could make your own games basically for the yeah. Xbox 360. They made inside college lacrosse 2010, 2011, 2012. I, I bought one or two of these when my friend came up and we played them because I was like, there's an actual lacrosse game. We can play this. <laughs> and he was all excited and it was not great. There was a lot of Scooby-Doo movement going on <laughs> where they're running and their feet are sliding across the floor. You know, they did in a uh, national lacrosse league sure. version of the game, which is indoor lacrosse, basically all the hockey arenas and basketball arenas around where they did indoor soccer and they did like the football and stuff like that. They, they did there's national lacrosse league played in in these the philly team was great <laughs> for years we went to a couple of the championship games it was crazy uh they actually they moved because they used to play in the old spectrum which was seventeen thousand tiny place and on nights when the flyers weren't there they would move them into the big arena the new arena because they could sell that out Okay. With lacrosse in Philly. They were that good and it was that popular at hmm. the time. It was crazy. So these guys made those games. So they've been making lacrosse games since 2010. Sure. Or 2009, probably. Uh, and they were, you know, they've been refining it. So I watched the video for it. It does definitely look better. Um, it looks better than the ones they've done in the past. Uh, so they've definitely refined it. It looks a lot more like a college lacrosse type thing uh, with the fields and everything. It's all outside. It looks beautiful. Uh, I sent, look this up. If I sent it to. I requested it for review and never got an answer, but. Well, I'm trying to see, cause I sent a message to my friend. I guess I emailed him cause okay. I sent the link. Let me look it up real quick because I want to tell you what his response was. Because um, I sent the email like, oh, my gosh, have you seen this? And yeah, here it is. Uh, I wrote, we're trying to get a review copy and I sent him the YouTube link. <clears throat> yeah. And he said he saw it on lax.com. It looks okay. <laughs> That's all he said. So he's not super impressed by it just from the from the video. Um but you know, there are no lacrosse games out there. This is really yeah. the only lacrosse game. Is it really fifty bucks though? I didn't it's realize. Fifty I, bucks. I thought it, it, was it was actually a Kickstarter. That. Yeah. It was well yeah. Or Indiegogo. Or yeah, Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah. Uh and they got a hundred Hundred sixty two thousand one hundred sixty five thousand one thirty two raised, which was two hundred ten percent funding, and that ended July twenty fourteen. If you want to review it, we can get a copy. So they did it. I would do it. if we can get a copy. Yeah, sure. The animation uh, actually looks really good. There's a, there's a video up of the Xbox One version of a full match. 
It does. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching, I was watching like the AI playing itself for a full match and it does look good, but it does look like it still has a little bit of the Scooby-Doo movement where sure. they're not, you know, their feet don't really plant and stop. They kind of slide a little bit here and there and, but it looks decent, you know, and it would be fun to check it out. And especially the next time my friend Rob comes up to have him play it with me. Cause I mean, he got it. It's funny because he was a football player in, you know, when we were kids and in high school and then he went to college and he wasn't doing any of that stuff. And when he transferred to Kane, they had lacrosse and all these guys were like, you should try it. You should try it. And he got into it and he became actually pretty good at it. Like hmm. really good. And he still plays now. He's still, he's like, Oh, it's killing me at this point, <laughs> but he still plays now. He, he said, I, I th- he did. He talked about it on the, when we, when we did the podcast that, it was supposed to be like alumni and everybody there, but him and this other guy were the oldest guys there. The next young, the next oldest guy was like in his late twenties, oh. maybe. <laughs> so they were killing them. <laughs> just, it was too much. He's like, where is, where's everybody that I used to play with? <laughs> wow. So they're all but, fat and joints are busted no, up. And- a lot of Mart though, they, they still, and that's the thing. Like he comes up here every year at least once a year for like an alumni thing. And all the guys are still around. One of the guys is coaching the team at Keen now. Huh. One of the guys he played with. So it's funny to see that guy, you know, and he's out there like coaching. He's blah, 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 blah. And then he turns around. He's like, Dizzy! and he's, he's a completely <laughs> different guy. He becomes the, the, the college guy again, you know, the college sports guy again, sure. instead of coach. You know, he's in coach mode and he's all serious. And then he turns around and he's a goofball. It's hilarious. So, yeah, I would like to to see if it is actually decent. I'm just surprised that, again, this is still the only lacrosse game. I'll tell you, like, for a, a very small studio as, as they're supposed to be, this isn't bad. Yeah. Like, well, when you think yeah. about how many people work on, like, MLB The Show or work on Madden or whatever else, this doesn't look bad at all in terms of, like, you know... The visuals and uh, honestly, the lighting and stuff, yeah, I don't all see. Of it. I think this is probably done in like, uh, uh, um, like Unreal Engine or, or Unity or something. I bet. I'm not sure. I'm not, I wonder if they mentioned that. In um, the it, there's no way thing. they wrote the engine. No. Well, I'm wondering if they mention it in the Indiegogo thing. Like, where? Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> have time to read through this whole thing. But I mean, the reality is. You know, they've been making, this is all they've been making as far as sure, I know sure. is, is lacrosse games and they've been making them for at least the past five or six years right. minimum. So they've had time to refine and, and build and, you know, the new consoles come out and now they're doing that on, on them because they, yeah. they started on Xbox live indie games. And even back then it was, it was a serviceable game. It was decent but the scooby-doo thing was pretty bad it was really bad yeah. i mean and honestly that, the looks of this are pretty solid in my opinion but yeah the new one actually is pretty solid it it looks pretty good so yeah it would be it would be fun to try out and see if it is actually a good lacrosse game 
well, it's the only lacrosse game. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. even if it's halfway decent, 50 bucks though, still, that's a Yeesh. lot of money. Yes, it is. But, um, wow. yeah, I, I would like to see it. And I, I know, I know Rob would like to see it, you know, next time he comes up, sure. he would be the, he would be the best judge as to the realism of it. And that, cause you know, I've watched a look, a lot of lacrosse, but I still don't know in detail all the different rules to lacrosse sure, and, sure. and all the different strategies. I mean, I've, I've watched enough that I can, I can follow it and I, I understand and I can see when things are, Oh my gosh, this is about to happen or Oh no. Or, Oh, he just, that was a foul. And that was a, you know, I can tell, but at the same time, I don't have that in-depth knowledge, right. you know, that he has. So interesting. Yeah, no, I uh, somebody had asked about this, and I emailed about maybe getting a, a copy for review. Never got a response, and which I'm not surprised. Um, but it's been a real. This one's been a real bitch to like just uh, trying to hunt things down about it. Yeah, They're just not there. You know, they're just not. They're just well, not really available. And that's the thing. That's what's interesting. And it's funny because, you know, they're, it's weird. There's weirdness here because for them, they are, what did I say? Cross games. Yeah. And then if you see the page on playstation.com for Powell lacrosse 16 Mm. publisher, big ant studios, developer, big ant studios. Yeah. So which is it? (laughs) <laughs> I think they published you know? it too. I think they self-published. Yeah, but Big Ant Studios. But according to their website, they oh. are Cross Studios. Yeah, I noticed that too. I think it was. I think they're in Europe, and I think Cross no, Studios. Cross is Pittsburgh yeah, based. I, I I I don't remember exactly what it was, but when I looked it up, I noticed that. I think they they had Cross Studios publish them in the U.S. I think that's what it was. Well, no, Cross Studios. Here, I'm reading from. Their, I might be getting reversed. Their site. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you, you got it reversed because Cross Studios. They're the guys that made the game. Cross Studios is Pittsburgh-based game company that specializes in the development of lacrosse video games. Yeah. Okay. Has, Cross Studios has released five Xbox 360 lacrosse games, which include three college games, two licensed by the national lacrosse league. Uh, most recently they released six mobile games, inclu- including lacrosse Dodge flick lacrosse light, laxy bro <laughs> lacrosse arcade, 2014 lacrosse shot college lacrosse, 2014. So yeah, this is all they do. It's just, and it's guys yeah. that played lacrosse and they just, they're like, nobody's making these games. Let's make them ourselves, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And they've just been doing it so long they've kind of refined it and they did the Indiegogo, like we're going to bring one to PC and you know, if we get enough, then we're going to do it for Xbox one and PlayStation four as well. Sure. Which is cool. That's yeah. great that they did that. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. We got another email. We just got it while we were recording. Oh, okay. And this is, he emails a lot. So I figured we should read one. Uh, this is from Jason Pakovich. Heard his name before. It says, hi, Josh and Glenn. Great to hear Glenn back on the podcast and continued best wishes and thoughts and prayers your way on the road to recovery. Just some random subjects here. Number one, when you guys use your older systems, PS2 or older, 
Do you hook them up to your large flat screen TV or do you use something else for the picture quality, like an older tube TV? Any tips for hooking up the PS2 or Dreamcast to your big screen? Uh, personally, they go on my 36-inch Sony Vega TV. My PS2, well, my PS2 was always hooked to a big HD TV. From, well, well, not from the night I got it. The night I got it, it was hooked up to <laughs> the TV that we play Atari on now, <laughs> which is really funny to think about. I just realized that because I can picture exactly where it was in my old place, and it's the same yeah. TV. Uh, I've got the component cables for it, so I was yeah. had it hooked up to the Sony. Yeah, I, I've got the component cables, so I always hooked it up when I got the the rear projection TV that was only 480p or 1080i. Yeah, that's what I had too, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was a problem when the PS3 came out because all those EA sports games, if they didn't find 720, they would downgrade it to 480 and it looked like ass. Yes, because it would crush it. The first generation of EA sports games on the PS3 were just yeah. shit if you didn't have a 720 setting. Right. Uh, so... Yeah, my PS2 was always hooked up to that and always looked fine because the PS2 had a widescreen mode and, and, well, for some games and things like that, uh, that you could do that. So my two PS2s, my slim and my fat with the hard drive in it, are both hooked up to the HDTVs. Yeah. And they're fine. I mean, you know, my PS2 right. will stay on the uh, the Sony, and then if I want to play something on the other TV, I, I use my backward compatible PS3 to play PS2 games that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dreamcast though, you can get the VGA adapter. So if you have a VGA set, or you can get a converter to go from VGA to component, uh, you can do a little bit higher res on that as well. So think about yeah. that. I always yeah. had. My Dreamcast on a little cart with a VGA monitor. I had a 17-inch monitor uh, that I would cart around my house with little speakers and everything on it. And you could play Dreamcast wherever. It was, it was pretty cool. I was so proud yeah. of that. All my, all my systems except for the Ataris are hooked up to HDTVs right now. Oh, yeah. See, I keep the Sony Vega for anything basically PS2 and older. goes on that TV. Well, And then anything newer goes on the flat screens the old tv is a small tv it's in the front bedroom and i can't hook up 12 systems to that there's no place to put them and oh. i'm not going to sit in that front bedroom and play <laughs> they're, yeah. I they're have all a, hooked up in the basement because i have it's a whole easier. system of switches and everything set up because i have some that only do composite i only have some that do s video i have a couple of do components so i've got component coming out of my turbo graphics now i've got component on my neo geo my ps2 um so I've got switches set up to all the inputs on the TV. And then I have all that audio running into the receiver as well. So it seems yeah. like it's really complex, but it's not. Uh, everything is is labeled completely to know which button you have to push to do what. And then I just have the TV. The audio goes out from the TV to the receiver, so you don't have to switch the receiver anywhere. You just have to just switch the other switches. Well, and that's why all my shit's in the basement, because... That TV has a million inputs on the back, and where it doesn't have enough inputs for like the older systems, yeah, you know, because it typically has one of those. Uh, those are all hooked into an automatic switch box. So, and everything is programmed into 
the Harmony Universal Remote. Sure. So I will hit, you know, Sega Saturn, and it turns on the TV, turns everything on, and the moment I push the power on the Sega Saturn, boom, it's all on, and it's coming out the stereo. Yeah. So everything just works down here. Every single system can just be turned on. I don't have to physically switch anything. I don't have to do anything. I just hit the power on the Harmony remote, and... I physically turn the system on and it's just, it's there. It just works. Yeah. The new house is going to have a completely new setup. It's going to have the flat screen and the Sony next to each other. Everything's going to be sectionalized. Um, I've got it all designed. I just have to get a carpenter in to build the new cabinet that I want to build. And it's going to have, um, it's going to be like those compartmentalized things you see before, but this one's actually going to have, uh, a drawer for each system for controllers, and then it's also going to have kind of a false, a false bottom underneath, so you can run all the cables underneath, so you don't have cables hanging everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to have power built into the back of it, and it's all drawn up. I just have to get somebody to build it. It's going to be pretty cool when it's all done. Yeah. Wow, my parents are watching something really funny. I can hear them just rolling their asses off out out in the living room. Holy shit. You might want to watch it. Somebody might have a heart attack. Anyway, uh, number two, shoes. Not shoes from E3. I saw Glenn's tweet to New Balance about the, his shoe falling apart. Yeah, these, I love these shoes to death. And just one day, all of a sudden, I noticed my foot was dragging or something, and here the soles are all just, just falling off all of a sudden. Uh, he says, if you're looking for something more for additional comfort, get the Skechers memory foam. I can't wear Skechers. Uh, I have really wide feet. And I used to wear Skechers, but they hurt my feet too much. I have triple E feet for width. So that's why I like New Balance, because they actually make 4E, and they're really comfortable. So, yeah. Uh, I, I've bought New Balance for years. So I was just upset, because mm. I really like those shoes. Uh, number three, have you guys heard any news on the settle- on the setting for Infinity Ward's Call of Duty game, the new one? I'm played out on excessive future nature of Black Ops 3 and the whole jumpy, jumpy nonsense. I'm hoping the next one is current day setting or time in the past. <laughs> It'll be World War One. Yeah. Well, that's the whole... That's the rumor for the new battlefield. It better not be World War One, Because World War One was all trench warfare. It was a lot of chemical <laughs> warfare. It was a lot of yep. single-shot rifles. It was yep. very inaccurate <laughs> weapons. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you can get... Well... I think it was called... Forgotten Hope, maybe? There was a total conversion for Battlefield 1942. It was a World War One total conversion. It was be, cool for a while, but then it got really boring. It'll be World War One with the Nazis coming back in time yeah, to try to go. change the tide of the God. war. So, so they can win one war, at least, yeah. Uh, yeah. if you're on my Facebook, actually my pictures are public. Uh, I've got a, um, album on my photos, uh, from a city called Eep, which is Y R P E S. Uh, Eep was one of the, kind of the central focal points for World War, World War One. They have a huge field museum there. If you want to see, get some insights in World War One, check out those pictures I took and you're going to see how boring a battlefield in World War One would be. It would be excruciating. Uh, new Call of Duty. I'm I'm sure it's gonna be in the future somewhat. I'm sure. Most likely. I hope not, but it will be. So, though, speaking of shoes, yeah, my shoes—they don't make them anymore. 
and I'm kind of upset about this. <laughs> I've been wearing the same. I, I bought I bought the exact same shoes over and over again for the past probably decade uh, because I love them. I fell in love with them at some point. I got them. I forget when. Probably ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, these Garmont Men's Eclipse Three GTX hiking shoe, Dark Forest. Yeah, I'm looking at it because I the the last time I purchased you purchased this Are they Amazon made out of hemp or no I purchased them on Amazon. Uh, you purchased this item on February 9th, twenty eleven, and I think that's the pair I'm currently wearing <laughs> because I love these freaking shoes. They last forever and they're yeah. so comfortable, and I just like the style of them. They do not make them anymore. And I cannot, I've looked all over the internet. You have to get Timberlands now. They don't make them in my size. I don't want Timberlands. It's, it's not about, then you'd be a foot taller. No, I don't want that. This is, it's a very specific look to this shoe and feel to this shoe. What do you care? You're married. I care about the comfort of my feet when I'm walking around all day. But you said the look. Because I like the look. But what do you care about the look? You're married. I like the look. It has nothing to do with showing off to anybody. I like it. I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. It's a shoe I like. And it just doesn't exist anymore. And I'm so pissed off. All the shoes they make now are hideous. Like the new versions of these, I think they're hideous. Because they've added like... You know, they'll add like the neon stripe that goes around it or the neon something or just whatever they've done to it. The colors just don't, I hate them. These are very dull colors. It's all brown and like dark, dark green, like olive green. And they're very low key shoes. You know, you don't notice them. I can't believe we're spending this much time on shoes. I know, (laughs) but I don't like the big flashy shoes. (sighs) They don't make them there. There's like one place on the internet that still has these shoes, but they're like three sizes too big for me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, see, my problem's always been that I have really wide feet. So even <sighs> when I was a kid, apparently when you're children, girls feet are wider than boys. So I had to wear girls shoes for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been told. But I have extremely uh, wide clown feet. So, well, uh, the great thing about these shoes, and as George Costanza will tell you, they're Gore-Tex. <laughs> okay, Bubble Boy. <laughs> you just like saying Gore-Tex, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of at a loss here. I don't know what I'm going to do yeah, to replace I, these shoes. <laughs> I'm at a loss for why we're talking about shoes more than five minutes. Because it's exciting. No, no, not really, no. Yeah, it is. All right. He's got two more <laughs> things here. Uh, four, we're looking forward to the new Ratchet & Clank game coming up. Got it pre-ordered. Do you guys get any impression that more like this initial game recreating the first one will happen? I'm stoked with how good this looks and receiving some favorable press, so I hope it leads to more like this. Uh, I think if it does well, it might happen. I, I think this was an Insomniac thing, though. I don't know if... I don't know who really started the idea, but I think it was really driven by Insomniac. So. But it was really, it was all 
part of the movie, basically. It was Yeah, it's an it's a companion piece. Since they're doing the movie and the movie is the origin story, they said, Well, let's go back and let's do this and let's remake it right. and let's Well, they're doing a Sly Cooper movie, maybe that'll happen. That would be really cool. That, that would actually, be interesting, that would huh? Be fucking fantastic, maybe. That oh my would gosh. Be cool. Uh but more Ratchet and Clank. I, I mentioned that at the end of my preview. I said so I don't know where we go from here. I, I don't know if this means that they're going to redo all the games like this, but they've changed some things. You know, like I said, it's it's essentially the same story, but things have been changed. Yeah. And does that mean all the other Ratchet and Clank games that came after them would be redone with this new continuity or is this a one-off because of the movie? Or what are we looking at? I think more likely it's a one-off because of the movie. And if they do another Ratchet & Clank game, it would be like a full-on new game. But then where does it fall? Is it like a, a sequel to this new version? that maybe is not the same sequel to the old version, you know, like they go off in a completely different direction with it. It's like almost like a reboot. Like now we've rebooted the whole universe slightly, you know, slight changes, but because we've made those slight changes, we can go off in a whole new direction with a whole new game. Sure. uh, That takes, you know, now we can rebuild the mythology if we want, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's where they're going to go with it. And I think it. there's it's, been enough time that they could they could get away with it. Oh, they could. There's so many people that did not have the PS3, probably didn't have the PS2, or too young to have had the PS2, or to know these games. You know, this is a whole new thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, on the PS4. So, and it's, it really is fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to play the full game. I'm. It's such a good they they really did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the look and the feel of it and because if you go back and you play the original on the PS2 I'm trying to think of the game to compare it to. Oh, like I was saying with the Lego games. You know, they all look the same. And at first glance you'd think, "Oh, the the old Lego Star Wars and the new Lego Marvel's Avengers" It's basically the same game. You know, there's no yeah. real difference there. But they have added so much to those games in terms of control and in terms of, you know, everything you can do in the game physically and all the refinements they've made to it. It feels very difficult to go back and play the original game after playing the newer ones because, well, in Ratchet and Clank with the weapon wheel, with the new weapons that are available with all the new, you know, the, the strafing, which wasn't in the original game right. and just a little, huge. that's, that's the thing. It's, it seems like such a tiny thing, but it's a huge thing when it's suddenly not there. It's like, Holy shit. How did I play this game <laughs> originally? So it is, it's a whole new experience. It's that it's familiar. If you play the original game, it's very familiar. But it's a whole new experience, and you don't even realize how much has changed right. unless you go back and play that original one. And for the better, obviously, because now it just it controls better, it looks better, it plays well, there's better. there's so many it's, more years of just development time under yeah. the belt with games like this and how many things they've learned. And 
the, what the new system affords them in terms of you know uh, flexibility for animation and yep. oh man yeah it's amazing it's really fantastic and it's it's even more spectacular that it's only going to be 40 bucks I mean, it's a yeah. full, it's a big full game. It's, it's essentially the original game with more content in it Yeah, <laughs> and it's only 40 bucks. So, I mean, Can't I know wait. people were like, why is it only 40? It is, is it not the full game? Is it, is it, what is it? Is it crap? What is it? Is it crap? No, they're just, they're doing it because they want it to sell. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a game that some people like me have already bought three times over, you know? Yeah. So why would I want to buy it again? If it was sixty bucks, I could see people like me going mm, sixty bucks. I don't know. But personally, I wouldn't have a problem paying sixty for it. Honestly. I know, but there are people there are people out there who are not hardcore fans who you know like this like the game and for whatever reason may have gotten it a couple times, maybe yeah, two times, yeah. and said I don't know if and I want to pay sixty bucks it, again. That it's, that it's been out in a couple of iterations already. Yeah. I mean, it was out on PS2, it was out as an HD remake on the PS3, and it was out as an, as a, essentially, HD remake on the Vita. Right. Uh, so, you could potentially have bought and played this game three times over already. Right. This is different. It feels familiar, but the story has changed. Set pieces have changed. There's new bosses, there's new weapons, there's new everything. It's... It's amazing. And if you're a fan of Ratchet and Clank, you're absolutely going to love this. This is going to be your favorite Ratchet and Clank game by far. Yep. Um, there's just easily. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the full game to come Uh, out. Last one. Do you hear any time frame for when the Blu-rays of the Netflix Daredevil and Jessica Jones will come out? No, they haven't announced anything yet. I just looked. And maybe if we're lucky, they'll be Amazon exclusive, like the Agents of Shield, and yeah. and for, and and they're out of stock, all the which time, which is even better. Yeah, Amazon exclusive, and they're out of stock, and they're really expensive, and they have no extras whatsoever. Ugh. Fucking sh- shit fit was that? By the way, it's Agent, just a Agent mess. Carter season two was awesome all the way through, which I still haven't seen any yeah, of. It was really, really good. Uh, all right. He says, anyway, thanks again for the hard work in the podcast. Best regards, Jason Pekovich. PSN ID is Kenobi Warlord. Friend oh, bomb. But what we did see, what we caught up on last night, yeah. The Walking Dead, mm. we were two episodes behind and then last night's, so we're three episodes essentially. Mm-hmm. And we got Mason to bed early for some bizarre reason. Somehow we did it. I don't know how. And then... We got to watch all three of them back to back. Yeah. They got to, um, this isn't really a spoiler. It's a a location and it was in the episode. So everybody should have seen it by now. But if you haven't seen it, you don't know that you're never going to watch it. You hate zombies because you're scared of zombies. I'm not scared of zombies. I just hate them. I think they're stupid. Exactly. You're scared of zombies. So, (laughs) so (laughs) they get to this place called the hilltop. That was the first of the three episodes that we hadn't we had not seen. Lou watched it while Mason was still awake. She was sitting on the couch with a laptop watching it. Sure. And I was trying to sit next to her, but I couldn't hear it. I'm like, I can't hear this. We can't turn it up. 
because it's The Walking Dead. <laughs> It'll freak him out because he's three. So I just said, you just watch it. And I moved over with him and I was watching Team Mumizumi. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, she went to take him up to bed and I was like, Oh fuck it. I'll, I'll just watch it myself now. So I sat down and I watched it myself. They get to the hilltop and I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> I just, I, I almost, I almost lost my shit because it looks identical to the book. Mm. Identical. There's even a scene where they, they come walking in and it's almost the exact same scene. The giant house is there. The the walls they put up, everything. I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. So I went up and got her. He was asleep and I'm like, let's watch the other two. She's like, what? <laughs> All right. So we watched the other two and it's really cool. It's it's cool what they're doing. Like cool. It's different than the books. But the lo- some locations are the same. Some yeah. things are the same. They've done some of the things that I didn't think they were going to do with Carl, the the son, the younger boy. That was a big thing that he gets shot in the face, basically right through the eye, and survives. Mm. And that was in the books. And I'm like, I don't think they're gonna. They did it. That was episodes back. If you haven't seen it at this point, I'm sorry, but that was like six episodes back. So mm. <laughs> if you're that far behind, I'm sorry. I did just spoil it for you. But <laughs> Way to go. There goes but the reputation. That, that was something I never thought they, I thought, I don't know that they're actually going to do that. I don't know if they could pull, well, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like all bets are off. If they're doing stuff like that, some of the other stuff that potentially is coming up. There's, yeah, I told my wife, I'll tell you, I'm not going to say it on while we're recording, but some of the stuff that comes up is just messed up. And if they're going to do this stuff on, on the TV show, wow, (laughs) wow, (laughs) it's going to be amazing. So, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) There's a couple, there's a couple girls at, at, at the office, um, that we talk about, like on Mondays, I'm like, did you see it? They're like, yes. They're like, okay. Cause, cause they didn't read the books. They're like, okay, oh, okay. So what happened here? Why is this something we should, and what, what was this all about? What, so I'm sitting there and I'm real rattling off things to them. They're like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, cause they're like, just tell us, tell us what happens in the books and tell us what's different. And I, I start telling them all this stuff. They're like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like we have to read these things. This is amazing. They're all excited. So nice. It's fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. Enough of that because I have nothing to talk enough. about. With it. I know. We're done. Yeah. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. It's bedtime. Yeah. I have to go read the story about the Killing Joke because Mark Hamill tweeted a picture from it, and the animation looks really good. Or hmm. you know the the image the image mm-hmm. work. Holy shit! The Killing Joke. I can't believe it. They're finally doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. We'll talk to you next week. Next week, I'll be reviewing the uh, Logitech G933 wireless headphones. Uh, so far, so good. I'm going to record the podcast next week with them as well. So we'll see how uh, how they fare uh, with actual recording. So until then, we'll talk to you very soon. Get out to play some games. Have a great one. We're out.
Bye. 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 View bye. I've spent a lot of time on the internet. That's what happens when you're a comedian. You just Google shit all day. And uh, I discovered this website <laughs> that tells you stupid things that people have Googled and how many times they've been Googled by someone in America. This question has been Googled 2.2 million times is, <laughs> is it safe to drink my own urine? <laughs> how much people are like, dude, I really am so thirsty right now. <laughs> But I just don't know if I should do this. Let me just check with Google to make sure this is okay. Another one that's been Googled uh, like a million point two or so many times is, um, I thought this was charming. Good things Hitler did. <laughs> like 1.2 million people, like, you know, I think that guy gets a bad rap. I think people are a little too hard on him. I'm gonna go find out some good stuff that he did. He had good posture. Nice to white people. <laughs> My mom just got the internet and she called me up and she's like, How do I get email? You know? And I was like, I don't know, right? Just go to like Hotmail or Yahoo or whatever, right? And uh, she did. She went to hot M A L E <laughs> dot com. <laughs> so I didn't hear from her for like four days. <laughs> Uh, but then she finally emailed me. Her address is uh, patricia at donkeypunch.com. <laughs> Hit her up.